Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode. The Thunderdome on this Winter Wednesday, April 12, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Much more. Much more to all of you as well. Shout out to the Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Connor rocking the indie hat. Shout out to the absolute legend on Teddy Karras yesterday. Yeah, I tried to put myself yesterday in the mind frame. Like, hey, if I could wake up and drink a gallon of milk every morning before <laughs> school, what would that feel like? And I, I honestly couldn't even get there. I do appreciate the fact that that story has done well on the internet. Bengals fans mm-hmm. and football fans alike are pumped to learn that this man, the milkman, Teddy Karras, drank a gallon of milk every single day before school because his dad told him he was too skinny and way too slow mm-hmm. to play any position in any sport. His dad, by the way, I believe Super Bowl champion. That's yeah. right. His father's father, Super Bowl champion. That's his right. great uncle played in the NFL. Another guy played in the NFL in his family. So they basically told him going into his freshman year, you're small, you're unathletic. So he said, well, at least I got to get big and be slow then. Yep. So he drank a gallon of milk every single day. Gained 100 pounds in a year and grew four inches. Uh Now, he did admit that puberty could have potentially played a part in that because ninth to 10th grade is a growth spurt time. (laughs) He wasn't necessarily ignorant to the fact that it wasn't just the gallon of milk every single day that made him grow Mm -hmm. and get larger. But that type of stick-to-itedness is what we're all looking for. Yeah. Because you know how many, he said some days when I feel weak, I would grab skim milk. It was 2% milk every day. Mm-hmm. A fucking gallon before he went to school. Sure. That's one of those challenges. Like, hey, take a teaspoon of cinnamon sure. or do any Seven of those saltines. saltine crackers. Hey, go ahead and drink a gallon of milk. Try not to puke. He was doing that every day. Yeah. Mental toughness. That's why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's why when they beat the Tennessee Titans and as the game's ending, he gets punched right in the fucking throat. Yep. And he walks off. He says, up yours to the yeah. entire state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Tennessee. Fuck you. Looking at one person. <laughs> yeah. And then hits his helmet off of uh-huh. Cincinnati Bengals fan. He's off and running. Now he's in the NFL, two-time Super Bowl champion. He was fantastic yesterday. The man. Very, very thankful we got to meet him. Also, <clears throat> uh, Brady Ware, who came in. Yep. University of Indy Greyhounds baseball player. You know, if you were listening to the show live, it led off the show because yep. there was a guy here in Indianapolis who has accomplished something that nobody in the history of the NCAA has ever done. He hit for the cycle, and in the same game, he pitched no-hitter. Damn. Yeah, he's Shohei Otani, uh-huh. a fucking D2 baseball. So since he was in Indianapolis and it was getting national acclaim, we figured it was the only right move to have this guy on the program. Right. He offered to come into the studio. He came into the studio day of a game. Yeah. yeah. Got to learn a story. He was from San Diego. Uh-huh. This is his first time outside of San Diego. Went to, like, Juco or something like mm-hmm. that. In San Diego, that team ends up firing coaches or something like that. He gets shipped to Indianapolis. First time out of San Diego. First game back after dealing with an injury. Hits for the cycle. Throws a no-hitter. This guy's a stud. Come in. It was nice to learn his story. You yeah. know, he had a game. He was missing batting practice to be on the show. That's right. He wasn't pitching, just hitting. DH. We said, hey, buddy, you get a double or better mm-hmm. or get on base two times, you will... Uh, Win ten thousand bucks, and we'll give ten people five hundred dollars. Hell yeah! Good news. He had two doubles yesterday. That's right. Got walked three times or something like that. Mm-hmm. They end up winning twenty-four to twenty-three. He had eight at bats. Yeah, this guy had eight at bats. Jeez, he could hit the cycle and struck out four times. Yeah, same game. This is fucking. I think this is very entertaining baseball. What are they playing with beach balls? Long I, game. Sounds well, like he's it. playing with beach balls. This guy is obviously one of the greatest baseball players of all time. So he won ten people five hundred dollars. We appreciate the hell out of you, Brady. Thank you, Brady. Who's pitching? Well, not Me. Brady. Doesn't yeah. matter. 
Uh, the other part of that deal, where we were going to give Brady 10000 bucks if he was able to accomplish this. D2 guy, first yep. time out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming NIL deals aren't just rolling in for the University of Indy Greyhounds. Maybe I'm wrong. It should be now. Certainly with Brady Ware out there yeah. doing his thing. And they're winning 24 to 23. Yeah. What? This, they're playing football, baseball. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. That's right. I don't know if a home run's worth seven or what they got going on, but this is incredibly exciting baseball. So we just said, hey, you do this. We'll give you 10 grand as well. NIL, you're in college. You probably need it. Hey, you're probably, I don't know if you're on full scholarship out here. Do they even do that? If not, you're going to be in debt forever until you make it to the big leagues, obviously. Mm-hmm. Here's 10 grand. We get a tweet from the fucking university. That's what? right. Yeah. We're aware of the offer to UND baseball. Brady Ware on the Pat McAfee show based on his performance in today's game. Brady did not accept. Okay, oh. NCAA rules. It is impermissible to accept pay based on performance slash incentives. We're proud of Brady's accomplishments and attention he's receiving. Okay, now shout out to University of Indy Athletics, obviously recognizing they have to cover their ass. Right. And a lot of people had heard about this, so they didn't want the NCAA to be... Mm-hmm. Snooping around. Exactly. With that being said, are we serious, NCAA? You gotta be fucking kidding me. It's performance based. <laughs> what do you think these NIL deals are? Yeah. If I would call Brady Ware right now and say, hey, you know what? Wanna give you $50,000. All you gotta do is, whenever you're going into the batter's box, you say, watch the Pat McAfee show. It don't matter how you do. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if you say that, then you hit a dinger. I'm probably gonna offer that up again. Or another company's gonna yeah. offer that up again. Sure. Is that performance based salary? Wait, is that incentive based money? Yes. How about those kids that get like $5 million deals to go play? Then they don't play. What happens to that money? That's not there. So they have to start. They have to beat people. Is that not performance-based salary? What the fuck are we talking about acting as if that is not legal, but what is going on right now in the NIL world is? What a joke. And this is what happens. You know, I don't want to have to do this every time the NCAA is brought up. Mm -hmm. Sure. But what the fuck is their purpose? (laughs) I have no, I literally not sure. have not, I have no idea what it is. I understand that they're supposed to be protecting the student human athlete. Okay, this guy's about to get 10 grand. Yeah. In a time that he could yeah. get potentially 10 grand to what, put a tweet up or mm-hmm. right. potentially do something else. He won out, did his thing. There was no quid pro quo here. If he doesn't do that, it's not like we're going to take him in the back room and break his fucking arm. No. Hey, exactly. you owe us money, you're in more debt. No, it was literally, you do this because you're on our program, probably going to have a little bit more eyes on that game. You do this, congratulations, we appreciate you for your time. This is an NIL deal. He came and made, he made content for us yep. Yep. for the Pat McAfee show. Yep. He was fantastically handsome, so cool. humble. Got his, he got his content up on fucking Sports yep. Center yeah, exactly. And everywhere else. Actually, me paying him 10, that's a bad deal. I this guy was an employee of mine. <laughs> yeah. He, it's a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Which is another part of the problem in the NIL thing. That bad deals that are taking sure. place. So what I'm saying is I understand that the University of Indy Athletics had to cover their ass because the NCAA is always trying to snoop around and fucking take somebody down that doesn't deserve it. At all mm-hmm. times. Okay. But also, come the fuck on. So I have to create a deal that says, hey, I need a Fugues tweet out of you that I can give 10 grand to you for. You think that's what NIL deals are right now, NCAA? You're out of your mind. And I don't want to have to do this, but it literally just happened to us within the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And we have to talk about the hypocrisy and the stupidity of some things that are still happening in the world that we live in of sports and amateurism, which is a word that they made up so that people couldn't get paid. Now that thing's kind of out. Just a wild time to be alive, I guess. He also, he's not going to, like, a Power 5 school. Like, he's not playing in the Big Ten or the SEC where it's like, you know, if he continues to play well, like, people will see him and there will be eyes on him. Like, and I'm not saying he couldn't go do something great, you know, in baseball in the future, but, like, realistically, 
Yeah, that that is probably in terms of his athletic career, like it's going to be hard to whoa. to to go over that. No, no one's just ever done it. Whoa, whoa. No, no one in the history of baseball has ever hit for the cycle and thrown a no hitter in yeah. the same. Yeah, he's going to do game. it again. If he does it again, uh, that particular content that he is creating mm-hmm. will hopefully be for a company that potentially is based in the same state that'll pay him like twenty five, thirty thousand. Whoa, that's performance based. Well. Isn't there incentive-based contracts that are happening in these NIO deals already? Aren't those performance-based, whether they're digitally performancing or on-the-field performancing? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about performance-based? What, what, this, is, this is so, so dumb. Matt Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys is here. And also the legend who has a sick cap and a sick fit on today. Drove a car that has an engine with Ooh. gas, so oh, made yeah. it all the way here Smart. efficiently. Uh-huh. Brought a goddamn jeweler with him today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man. Shout Shout out Edgardo. Edgardo. And I made it. I made it here real quick today. Let's talk about the Brady Ware thing. Because you're kind of in the middle of this. you got six kids at the house right now that are all going to be D1 athletes. Yeah. Numerous already have authors. Offers, I believe, a freshman named Chris Henry Jr. Yeah. Uh, six foot five, runs a 4'4". Four, four. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman in high school. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening, your kid, freshman in high school, sophomore in high school, there's a human out there that exists that's actually in this fucking guy's house. That is six foot five, runs a four four, has offers from Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, what? and anywhere else? Michigan. Me, why? Michigan State. Why? West Virginia. Why? Not going there. Florida. He's why? going. He might go to West Virginia. He's he looked not good. Going to Miami. Miami. He's why? going to Michigan State. Anyways, but there's a lot of places. He's yeah. a freshman in high school. I assume you're learning a lot about the whole NIL world through these kids that are in your house. And then also, how old's uh, Junior? Fifteen. No, how old's, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yours. Five. Five years. So he's going to be dealing with his NIL deal Mm -hmm. for the next couple two decades. As this thing goes, what have you learned thus far about the NIL deal? And where do you think it's going to inevitably go to? Um, I learned a lot about language. Um, So, for instance, like, um, you can pay to post. You can pay to do different things. But the NIL deal is tiered. So, Basically, if you play good, let's just say last year, we can use our running back as an example. Great player. Yeah, at West Virginia. He was – nobody knew about him until last year, until the year that he had last year. Now he's a tier one. So he's probably our highest NIL. Is dude. that performance-based? That's performance-based. Oh, come on. What are we talking about? That's unbelievable. I, I don't understand the tweet, but it's just certain ways I guess you got to – you got to put it. Frame it. We got to frame it. Yeah, we have to frame it for a presentation to get accepted. Who's accepting these? Is it just the schools able to do it to anybody? Well, actually, um, the NIL is is an independent group besides the the school. Okay, so they just kind of uh, work as like a team? Yeah. Okay, got it. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't make any sense, but interesting. No, it does make sense because that's how a business would operate. You know, if you're trying to recruit and you had the means to be able to recruit uh, with money, you would certainly do that. And that is true when it comes to this Brady Ware situation. Like, we are trying to get him on our team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's We're trying to poach him. That's why we're offering up these things is we want him out of the University of Indianapolis. Now, that's how the NCAA could say they're protecting, right, Mm -hmm. the university and they're protecting the player because maybe we're trying to poach or do something. I don't know how this could be considered bad for Brady. I I honestly – I have no idea how that could be considered bad. And it's just – it's hard not to poke holes at the whole thing. Like, oh, you're all a sham. 
because you won't let this happen. It's hard not to do that. We can't do that. I'm sure NCAA serves a purpose, especially at the D2 level. I think they crown all the champions yeah. mm-hmm. at the D2 level, so it probably means a little bit more. But in this particular case, like, just fucking butt out. Like, what are we even talking about? But then the girls uh, who just went, went to the Angel national championship, Reese. all they shit went up because of what? Because they played yeah, good. They won. So now, well, because Angel Reese is a dog. Yeah, she is. I mean, and Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin's yeah. one up as well. But it also went up because they played good yeah. and they made it to the championship. So they're getting paid on a performance base, which is total bullshit. Is D two different than D one? I wonder. Is that what I we need to think so. about? Is well, that why? Is the D two old school rules? Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is like you know, a part of this is like striking while the iron's hot. You know, like. Kind of when these girls win like that, like that's a big thing. Is like, that's business? Yeah, exactly. Hey, how much money are these girls making for the the university? Like they should get a piece of that. Like with the way the news cycle is, again, like it's it's D two. Like two weeks from now, if you know whatever, like people aren't going to be talking about this right. anymore. And also, like when was the last time you Indy? And I I don't know, but like they they got national exposure this last week. Like you know, like isn't it Never. fair that he gets a little piece of that? Because again, like. Guess what? Uh, no. Oh, also, th- we're not trying to take anything out of that, by the way. No. no. We're just trying to add to the pot. I- exactly. Right? We're just trying to add to the story. Right. Well, that's, that's what, all we're trying to that's do. That's what makes no sense is if you did just do it. Okay, he, so he comes on the show yesterday, and you don't say, any, you don't say anything, and, and he has that game. And then you call him this weekend and say, hey, you know, like I'd like to do an NIL deal with you for $50,000 based on what you've done so far this season. Like, what's the difference between that and just saying, hey, if you – have a fucking double today or an extra base hit. I'll give you ten grand. It's interesting because yeah. they're probably trying to protect uh, protect people from this happening all the time. Sure, but if there's no opposite side, I guess the pressure could be more. They that, that's what they're thinking. Like the pressure of, but that's what it is. That's, pressure. Anyways. That's literally what the world is. Yeah, I don't understand. Kim was on Sports Center. Like, guess what? He, pressure's there now. Like, you know, like we were saying yesterday, like, you think these fucking kids want to give up a hit to him? Like, no way. Like, the pressure last week is not what it is this week. And I will say, total audience delivered by that clip for the University of Indianapolis. Very large. The amount of money that people would have to pay to try to achieve where that clip went and got is a lot of money. I I don't know. It's a... That's an interesting battle for the NCAA to snoop and poke their head in there. But all this was was probably somebody at the University of Indy Athletics who's put in there so that they're compliant, I yeah. guess, saying, oh, we're not allowed to do this, we're not allowed to do that. I assume this will get handled. I assume it will get fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Brady, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yep. Well, then it- Way to go, Brady. That's By the way, a lot of pressure on that bat yesterday. Yeah. For sure. This guy had 10 grand on the bat yesterday. Yeah, yeah. got it done. One, one, run, one run game, too. Needed to fucking have a couple ribbies. Needed to, you know. Two doubles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not easy. It's not just like getting on. That guy's fucking turning the corner. That's right. Well, and- couldn't it be like, Miss BP? Yeah, Miss He's BP. right here. Uh-huh, right. Hanging out. Working. Could, could be an appearance fee, right? Wouldn't that be uh is, does that fall under NIL or yeah, no? Yeah, well the interesting thing, it could be an appearance fee, but we we made it very uh very publicly known mm-hmm. that it was not like hey, good, but also It was probably the announcer of the game. Probably was. It's probably his. Hey, a little bit of a hater. Yeah. yeah we kind of pointed that out. Yeah. I, I didn't want Brady to have to hear us say that because Brady seemed like a super positive guy. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I heard the way he was delivering those words, I'm like, he's choosing to say those things. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm commentating on something, I am very conscious about like, hey, like, let's feel good about mm-hmm. like, let's actually like everything matters. Because even a little slight, because I've heard commentators before. I assume you did as well. I've heard commentators when I'm punting where they're like, uh, got lucky on that one or like somehow said that. And I'm like, 
oh, the motherfucker wants people to think I'm bad. Yeah. Like, that is... You frame it. That is the framing mm -hmm. of the messaging, almost. And I'm like, that's not accurate. So I try my best every time I'm speaking. Now, we haven't always done great. And there's been some situations oh. that we've had to talk about that have been national news. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, every single thing for a couple of years. And we have to talk about it. And then lawsuits happen and everything like that's that. That's going to happen. So I will mm -hmm. say that we haven't hit the mark every single time. But when I heard that guy calling those hits, I'm like... Sounds like he's not really sold on old Brady Ware. He was a little negative nuncho at the beginning. <laughs> he was, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. He really was, Pac. Especially when you know, like, what is happening. And, hey, th there's a good chance this goes viral. Like, a lot more people are going to see this than mm -hmm. typically people see my work. Like, so having the frame of mind to be like, eh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll kind of, you know. He was I, a cool kid at the end, though. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a college guy, I assume, trying to earn, earn Probably. jobs and Had do whatever. Probably. Probably. the last one. But he also knew at that point, like, hey, I can't. Big deal. Yeah. He, he was good, though. Yeah, he was. He a lot good of energy. energy. A lot of energy yeah. through the whole thing. And we did say maybe there was a chance he couldn't actually physically see the ball with how the yeah because when he said up. they're calling it a home run yeah. it's like well yeah, yeah. it's either a home run or it's not yeah. the way you're phrasing that sound like a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a hater well i guess they're saying that okay, one okay i maybe. guess it's a home maybe. run i didn't think it was he somehow got a piece of it was the next one mm -hmm. i guess he got a piece of it was the next yeah. one it's like damn he said it was okay. a single ended up being a double <laughs> yeah. as well but he was just trying to do his job that's right mm -hmm. hey you're you're doing great your voice Ooh. has been heard by millions of people right. doing what you can Doing what you can. You're a young guy getting into business. Do your thing. Has probably heard other people. Um, I think your mic's on back there. So I think like, uh, yeah, Zito's talking to somebody. He'll tell me. Mm -hmm. there, there it is. There it is. Um, I'm excited to hear who uh -huh. is being talked to back there. We have a fucking great guest, I believe, coming on the program. Mm -hmm. Huge. Like, this is a pretty big deal for our show as a whole. Mm -hmm. Wanted to keep it as a surprise. Thought we potentially had it as a surprise. And then the team. He's not ready. Okay, so uh, that's what you were going to okay. tell me. Okay. 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 So, so we did hear the beginning of that yep. whole thing, but we didn't. Is he close? Is there any? Oh, okay. I was just uh, talking to the the PR guy. I apologize if you guys heard that. No, yeah, we did. We did hear the whole thing, but then I mean, we did. It did kind of become a part of the yeah, conversation. What's going on? But, uh, Is there an update? Is everything okay? Yeah, he's just uh, he's getting out of the training room right now. He's okay. walking over to the room right now. Okay, okay. perfect, ladies and gentlemen. It is, and I don't know how big their facility is. You know, it probably could be, be new, beautiful. Could yeah, be new and could be a long walk. It's a big facility. They're saying okay. it's going to yeah. be a bit. All right, let's yep. talk about some other things then. Uh, Adam Schefter broke some news on NFL Live yesterday that was, I believe, shocking. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of came out of nowhere. The entire clip in of itself is like a minute something on NFL Live. And Adam Schefter goes to break news. Then you see Swagoo pop on. Swagoo intrigued. Mm -hmm. You know, and then he was getting like kind of overheated for oh, a yeah. mm -hmm. And then Ryan Clark, up for outstanding personality. Good luck out there. Good boy, RC. Good luck out there, RC. He started talking about how big a news this was. And Laura Rutledge, who was the host of it, she even mentioned like, whoa, this changes everything in the moment. Great work by all of them. Mm -hmm. Because as it was coming out of Schefter's mouth. It is big news. I guess we, the world, maybe Houston, Schefter's an insider, so he's probably talking to people. Not 100% sure they're taking a quarterback at two. Whoa. We have assumed 
since the beginning of draft cycle conversation that it's going to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh-huh. one and two. Houston's taking a quarterback, not sold on Dougie Mills, mm-hmm. obviously new head coach, new regime, trying to build this thing in their own fashion. It's been a bad couple years down in Houston. Oh, yeah. It has not been great in Houston. Let's go ahead and turn the page, mm-hmm. get our own quarterback. That's what we assumed happened. Then Schefter says that is not necessarily the case. They might not. So now you got to think that after – what was given up by the Panthers to get the Bears' number one overall pick? Mm-hmm. You would assume if everybody's viewing Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud in the same tier, and then everybody else underneath it, every team that would want to be in the quarterback conversation would be trying to get the two right now. Yep. Yep. Let Carolina make the decision. Hey, if you want Bryce Young because he's a once in a lifetime type player, they're saying he's incredible. The next Steph Curry, cool, you could take him. We're actually happy with that because the five ten thing, you're going to find out, and not us. If you take C.J. Stroud. Cool. We got the guy who's Steph Curry of football, potentially, and we'll be the ones that will have to find out if the 510 thing is worthy of being a conversation five, ten years down the road. Just like how the Chargers were whenever they were sitting right behind the Miami Dolphins. Yep. And they knew that the Dolphins were going to take a quarterback, and they knew they were going to take a quarterback. And once it got to the Dolphins, they said, whoever the Dolphins take, we are very happy with whoever is on the other side of it. If they were to take Justin Herbert instead of Tua, the Chargers would have took Tua. Instead, the Dolphins took Tua. The Chargers got Herbert. They're happy as hell with the entire decision. Yep. But that is how you have to prepare for the draft. Mm-hmm. So Houston saying this, is this all just smoke and mirrors? Is this them trying to drum up interest to hear what people would potentially offer for the number two overall pick? Are they in a veteran free agent conversation, quarterback mm. conversation Ooh. that we don't really know yeah. about. Like maybe Lamar Jackson. Okay. Is this something that D'Amico Ryans, who is obviously former player, knows a lot of players, has had a lot of success. Obviously, probably, I don't think I've ever heard a player not say they love Lamar Jackson. It's always like mm. media, fans, every single player that's ever seen Lamar Jackson play football has pretty much gone, that's a fucking alien out there. Yeah, that dude is one of one. Are they in that particular convo? Or are they with Dougie Mills? This opens up a whole new bag of worms, I do believe, in the quarterback carousel that is the draft. No show is higher on, on Dougie Mills than us. But, it, it, I mean, it could be a situation where maybe they got wind of who Carolina's taken and the second guy they just don't feel is worth the second overall pick so that they just would rather go somewhere else with that pick. And, and maybe – they think, well, if we're not great this year, we can still get Drake May or Caleb Williams next year. Maybe they're higher on them. That'd be I, tough to schedule out a uh, year in advance in yeah, the yeah. NFL to get a good quarterback. Wash like, I saw year. a lot of people talking about how good Caleb uh, is and how good Drake is going to be. He's got Clyde Christensen down there with him, who's been a quarterback coach in the NFL for the last 35 years. He's now working with Drake May down at UNC. That's going to be a big deal uh-huh. going into the NFL, I assume, mm-hmm. film-wise and everything like that. But you see a lot of people like, if your team doesn't have a franchise quarterback, next year might be the year to do that. It's like, okay, so this year we're just going to fucking suck? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I fully understand that whole thing. Um, I don't know if this is a bluff or not, but we was talking earlier. Um, are they shopping it around to see if Baltimore are willing to do it? Or will they, are they willing to trade the pick and take ball, uh, Lamar? And I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it because they got to have a quarterback. They need a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. 
Not nobody that can just come in and play for it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And Lamar, it feels like, especially after this Odell yeah. thing, like if a team wants to talk to Lamar, sure, and they can work out the deal, but then the Ravens will just do it. So it feels like Lamar is either franchise tag or he gets an extension because of the fact that some other team reached out and got the deal done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how any of it's going to work. The Odell Beckham Jr. signing obviously makes us lead to yeah, believe but- that Lamar's going to be there for a year. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds yeah, like yeah. maybe at least a year. So he's thinking about the franchise tag. But if another team comes in and says, hey, we'll pay you $200 million, right. like, and the Ravens won't do it, will that change everything? Yes. We'll have to wait for the draft for a lot of teams. Colts are one of them. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do at four now? Are we definitely going to move up to three? It's going to be tough to move up to two in your own division. Yes. I don't know if Houston's going to let us get that spot. So I think we can get to three potentially, but everybody else is going to be trying to get to two right now. Fascinating little wrinkle of this whole draft. And with Houston, the, the player caller is coming over from San Francisco, so I assume he just pictures Lamar running that offense and oh. What's that? It's, 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 it's a scary thing. That could be. It yeah. could be fantastic to watch. What if Lamar Jackson goes to the Houston Texans? I mean, that would suck for crazy. you. That is, yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> for a long time. Trevor Lawrence down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Then fucking Lamar Jackson in Houston. Yeah, uh-huh. And then what's Tennessee going to do? Tannehill. Dog. Yep. They've been, <laughs> Tannehill, they might move up to three. Uh, we got to pivot away from this conversation. We will certainly revisit it. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a, a stallion on the yeah. ice. Mm-hmm. A man who has single-handedly reinvigorated a fandom in one fan who's been with a franchise since the very beginning. That's right. I believe he's from Massachusetts. He went to Boston University. Oh, yeah. Played for Buffalo for a while. Why? And he got traded to Sin City, where he is a Vegas Golden Knight. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Aces, Jack Eichel. Yeah! Yeah! What's up, dude? What's going on? Thanks for having me on the show. Dude, thank you for joining us. I assume your life as an NHL player is so busy in the middle of the season with how many fucking games you guys have, especially now with the playoffs around the corner. How's the body? How do we feel, Jackie Aces? I feel good, yeah. Uh, we got one game, one regular season game left, and then, uh, yeah, playoffs starts early next week, so just trying to rest up and, and get ready for that. Is the entire mindset of, you know, the whole league pretty much now going into playoffs – much better because the Penguins didn't make it in to the playoffs? <laughs> Do you think that is like you, you know, last night after seeing the fucking Penguins lose a must-win game <laughs> to a team that's trying to lose, okay, Yikes. at home oh. by three, oh. all right? Oh, three? Whenever you, last night when you go to bed, you go, well, the Penguins aren't going to be in the playoffs. Thank God that happened. Is that what happened? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure. Can they still not get in? Or are, they, are they for sure – Eliminated? They yeah. still get in. I guess there is a chance, but we had like a road just paved for just it. Was yeah. Jackie, just like fucking right in. Like mm-hmm. here it is. This team's trying to lose to get old Connor Bernard, and then the next <laughs> team you're not going to lose to, and then bang, we're in. Sidney Crosby's dancing. Last night, basically shut the door. We'd still get in, but did you sleep sounder? And you think that's how everybody in the NHL was last night, Jack? I slept like shit last night. My dog was <laughs> here so <laughs> penguins didn't really penguins had nothing uh had, had no no influence on on me sleeping but honestly sometimes it's tough in those games like last year we were in a similar situation where this is the last week of the season we needed to win a lot of a lot of we had a lot of must-win games and you know the other team they have no pressure and you know i i would I'd probably say that i don't think any team purposely goes out there and tries to lose and i'm sure chicago was trying to win like they are every other night and 
you know, there's a lot of pressure on Pittsburgh to win that game. You know, those are tough games. We lost to a few teams last year down the stretch that were, you know, not playoff teams, and, and they were a crucial crucial time of the year. And um, so those games are never easy. Hockey is a grueling sport, man, and obviously the players can't go out and tank. That is just something that he's said about teams. I was on a team that they were actually chanting, like, suck for luck in our stadium, and it was like, yo, this guy's trying to just earn a paycheck. Mm-hmm. This guy's trying to get a new contract. This guy might be in his last year in the league. <laughs> I don't think players can do it. Coaches obviously won't do it, but there's other mindsets in every league, so I appreciate you bringing that to the fact that, yeah, 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 those players last night. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Yeah, they went out there. They saw the great top five, top four player of all time. Well, it was supposed to be. But- Sidney Crosby yeah, playing. Top five for sure. Okay, top five for sure. Yeah, I would. I would say. Yeah, I would say Sid, Sid's resume and what he's done. Uh, I would for sure put him in the top five ever. Okay, I love that. So let's talk about one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan. He's played for so long. He was dropped into the spotlight as well, just like you, number two overall pick, American-born guy. The grueling schedule of hockey, plus like the pressure of performing, and just the travel. How like is this just your whole life? You guys are kind of like in process of training to become a professional hockey player. Sounds like you guys have the worst schedule out of all, all the sports professionally. Is that a right way to look at it or is it just normal for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what, when I was in Buffalo playing in the East, uh, it was definitely a bit easier in terms of travel. Like you play 82 games and Vegas, like our, our travel this year has been pretty tough, especially the fact that a lot of times, you know, we're playing, you know, teams. Some some teams in our division. Uh, you got to change time zones. Some some flights. Uh, some flights are pretty long. You know, when you're in the East Coast, it's uh, for the most part every flight's pretty quick, and you're you're home around midnight or one in the morning, and um, the travel's a lot easier. But you know, the last uh, the last month and a half for us has, has been pretty has been pretty crazy. It seems like we've been like you know flying across the country, coming back, playing a game here, and then going back and so it's just been it, it's just been kind of a it's been a hectic schedule for sure. But I'm sure every team goes through it, and uh, I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing at this point in the season that that they had a they had a brutal schedule at some point during the year. No, maybe amongst yourselves, because you guys never complain ever about it. Like that is part of the hockey community. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, lucky to be here. You know, <laughs> like just like that's kind of always seems like the players mentions publicly like yeah just very thankful very grateful to be in the nhl very lucky to be in the nhl obviously business happens and people get traded and there's like some nasty side to it all but you guys all handle it very positively which is interesting for me because your off seasons aren't really off seasons either right like i've seen a lot of videos like at least the ones that have gotten out not a lot of content cracking out of the nhl world it seems like very tight-lipped community over there but as i continue to learn about like off seasons the legs, like you guys are just doing full sprints for like a minute, minute and a half, and then you're on the bench breathing for 45 seconds. You're just doing cardio sessions basically for a sport. Like that is your, and it's the hardest fucking thing to do. And then you're doing it, how many games in a season? Uh, we play 82. 82 times Damn. while traveling in the middle of it. And then off season, you have to just be training the entire time. It's like full year commitment. You guys never bitch about anything. Are you told at the beginning, like, hey, you're a hockey player. You're tough. It's a hard sport. Shut the fuck up. Is that just kind of a part of the community, you think? No, I think maybe uh, maybe publicly. I think it's probably known not to 
not to complain to the media or, or put it out there for anyone to use, but um, you know, we, we do a lot of complaining to each other. And okay, uh, <laughs> okay, you're yeah, humans. You get in the locker room or get on the plane or you're uh, hanging out in the change room after a game or whatever, and, and everyone's complaining the whole time. So, uh, but we just we keep, I guess we keep it uh, keep it under wraps a little better than ourselves. I think it's incredibly classy the way you guys operate. Like never really, you rarely hear shit talk. That's why when like a Marshawn rolls into the league Hell and he's yeah. a complete pest and he's licking people's faces, it's like okay, so hockey does have. Like that type of yeah. shit happening. Uh-huh. You guys very open. Now, you're an American-born player in the NHL. We appreciate the hell out of you. Hell, hell yeah. Okay? We appreciate the hell out of you. I've hypothesized about this a little bit. Second overall pick, too, as an American. Yeah, no deal. Seven years of Buffalo had to see. Traded to Vegas becomes an immediate fan favorite. I mean, we're talking about a fucking dog here who's an American. We appreciate the hell. Sweet hair, too. I mean, the fucking yeah. hair. Thanks, yeah, really <laughs> sweet lettuce, dude. Look at that. Oh, hell, wow. hell yeah. It's like a Dallas shag a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. You got a little Dallas shag there a little bit. You go in there. But do you think with the way like the world is now, do you think we're going to continue to have a lot of Americans playing hockey growing up? Because aren't those like 5 a.m. skate sessions whenever you're a kid and like rink time, obviously very difficult. That's not an easy sport. Everybody talks about like wrestling being hard, and it certainly is as a teenager. Hockey is fucking miserable. The hours the conditioning, the commitment, the toughness it takes. Do you think we'll continue to have American hockey players representing? And I want to say with how soft we've gotten, but with the other options of things that you could potentially do if you're athletic and as a kid, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I think you'll always have, you're always going to have kids that grew up and they want to play hockey. And I feel like you're always going to have kids that grew up and they want to play football. I mean, I have younger cousins and family members and, you know, they're, you know, I guess younger generation, and, and they they love those sports. They want contact. They want the competitiveness. And I mean, hockey's a unique game because you know it takes a lot of commitment from the people around you in order to, to get to where you want to go. Um, driving to the rink every morning. I mean, it, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it, right? Ice time's expensive. Equipment's expensive. You know, playing on some of these teams like. Vegas, for instance, I mean, it's a newer hockey community. Um, the people are crazy for hockey here. Like, I have a few friends that work in the youth hockey programs here, and, you know, they, they're they're doing private lessons with eight, nine-year-olds at six in the morning before a kid goes to school. So it's like people love it, and, and, and people want to see their, their children and, um, you know, their kids have success. And uh, I love it. I mean, I, I think it's great. It's great for hockey. You're seeing a lot more Americans. I think the percentage of Americans in the NHL is continuing to grow, which is which is what great. Is that? What is that? What would that be? I don't know what it would be off the top of my head. Um, Guesstimation. Guesstimation. Um, I don't know. Obviously, it's been a Canadian-driven sport for a while, right? I mean, if we have less than half, here. less than thirty percent. What do you think? Huh? I would say maybe 25. Okay. 25%. And then you got to think, right, we have, we have so many people, so many guys in the league are from Sweden and Finland and Russia and Czech Republic and, you know, overseas. And so, obviously, it's, it's like you said, it's, I think it's going to continue to grow and, and get bigger. And, and, NH, and the NHL does a, you know, does a great job of, of helping you know, programs like the, you know, National Development Program in Ann Arbor, um, which is what I came through. And, you know, it's a great way for Americans to, I guess, 
get to the next level. Okay, so we had a couple kids at our high school that went on to play a little junior B and then go elsewhere. We're from the East Hills of Pittsburgh. I think one had to go to, like, Minnesota. I think another one had to go. You just talked about up through Ann Arbor, Michigan. Did you graduate yeah. high school in Boston? When did you go over there? Uh, so I moved, I moved out of Boston uh, after my freshman year of high school. Did two years of high school in Ann Arbor and then went to BU. Okay, so you're living with a family over in Ann Arbor? Yeah, yeah, you live with a billet family. And um, the program I went to, um, it's USA Hockey Run Program, and it's it's a two-year program, national development. Um, it's like the best 16- and 17-year-olds. And you kind of just train together every day, play internationally, play junior in the Midwest. And, um, you know, there's been a lot, of, a lot of really good players that have come through there. So soccer has this similar thing. I, uh, you know, kind of snooped around with – with potentially going and playing somewhere. And it's like your life is wake up in the morning, there was like a cardio sesh. Then there's like, okay, we're going to do a little bit of school here, a little bit of film. Then we got practice. Then we got like maybe a little bit of school. Then we got an afternoon workout. And then like at night we got film. And then that was just like, that was life pretty much. Is that what it is there for you in the hockey world? Or was there a little Uh bit more human interaction? I think now, uh, I think after COVID, I think COVID changed so much. And, and after COVID, I think a little bit of their routine changed. Like when I was there, I went to a public high school. I got up in the morning, drove to school with all the other guys that were at the program, went to school till one thirty, two o'clock. And then you go over the rink and you're there, you're at the rink from two to say seven or six. Um, so you're there for a while, but when you're done there, you go home and eat dinner, go to bed, and do it again every day. So they're, they're definitely long days. Um, but I think now at that program, it's all online school, so I think they wake up and go to the rink in the morning, and I would imagine their schedule is probably a little closer to the one you just said. Going back to Boston, good times whenever you go back to college there. I guess you were a junior, technically, right, because you said after freshman year, two yeah. years, then you are at Boston. So you're 17 years old at Boston University, back at home. Was there any distractions? Yeah. Any distractions there? Or you kind of kept it all tight and on board there. There might have been a few distractions. Yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. been able to handle it. I wouldn't have. Been, that'd have been tough. Two years away. Listen, how he was living too. Yeah, exactly. And we just go to school. We kind of do our thing. Go to the rink five days. You're living a college life. Yeah, yeah. As a sophomore, pretty much in high school, and then having to do it all, then go back home, getting dropped back in your town. And Boston's huge hockey school, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that's like a big. It thing. is. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of college hockey programs right around where I went to school at, at BU. And, um, yeah, college hockey is a big thing in New England. And then he get drafted to Buffalo one year later? Yeah, after my freshman year, got drafted, um, made a decision to go to Buffalo and, uh, you know, signed there and started my NHL career. 19 years old? Uh, I was 18 when I started. I turned 19 about a month and a half, a month into my first year. Hey, dude, it's not easy to handle all that shit. So congratulations yeah. on that. God damn. Hell yeah. As a 19-year-old, bro, I would have fucked all that up. Yeah. All of it. So many of those things up. Send me to Ann Arbor to go to high school. Yeah, right, bro. I'm not coming. <laughs> I, I would have, like, so much discipline and commitment. Very impressive stuff. You go for seven years at Buffalo, and then obviously very public ending there. And uh, <laughs> last season, whenever you get back to Buffalo, the whole scene happens afterwards. Now that we're a little bit more removed from it, you look back, obviously great times in Buffalo. I assume you view yourself as becoming a, an adult in that city and anything you kind of take away from there into Vegas with you. 
Yeah, I mean, I had a great, I had a great experience. Obviously, it ended a little messy there in Buffalo, and um, you know, that's sometimes that's just the nature of the business. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you've been through it. It's professional sports is like any other business. You have you know disputes and disagreements, and you agree to move on, and that's it. And I think that was sort of the situation. And um, you know, I think I had a great, you know, I had a great experience in Buffalo. It was a place that. You know, a lot of firsts for me. I played my first game, scored my first goal. Um, you know, met a lot of great people in the organization, on the team. You know, built a lot of great friendships. So uh, I wouldn't have changed it. Um, you know, if I could, maybe I probably would have had, had us uh, had us do a little better uh, record-wise, and, and um, you know, maybe it is. Yeah, hundred percent, all your fault there. <laughs> so way to take that on your but, shoulders. You know, like. It, at the end of the day, it was a great experience. I was playing hockey. I was living my lifelong dream of playing in the NHL. And, you know, they, they took great care of me. And, um, you know, I, I I wouldn't have changed it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and then things happened. And, and you know, I, I get, you know, moved to Vegas. And, you know, I couldn't be more happy with the way that things turned out. It was a uh, change that needed to happen. And, you know, I end up, you know, landing in a place, you know, like Vegas and, in an organization like the the one we have here, it's I mean it's top notch from from uh, the equipment guy to ownership. Every every single person that works here is is uh, is incredible, and it's an incredible fan base and a great place to live. So uh, I feel really fortunate and and, and lucky to have uh, have ended up in a place like this. That's great to hear. And Vegas has gone all in. You know the. the the start, obviously, they have that incredible first couple seasons where yep. they go to the playoffs and expansion draft and everything like that. But people were watching just because, like, the pregame shows. Mm-hmm. It was like Vegas bought in <laughs> to the Golden Knights entirely, and I think it became a thing. There was a man who's been a diehard fan right. literally since day one. He might be your largest fan out, yeah. of, uh, out of the New England area, I'd assume, outside of the New England area with family and everything like that. Ty Schmidt, since day one of the Golden Knights' existence, has been a massive fan. Uh, lo- got a lot of love for you, too, Jackie Aces. Go ahead, Ty. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ty. Hell yeah, I saw Jack. Well, I mean, l- listen, when we traded for you, I'll tell you what, because like Pat said, I have been a diehard fan since inception. I'm from Iowa, so hockey, not a huge thing there, but, you know, it's just it's too hard not to buy into the Golden Knights. When we traded for you, I mean, it was like fucking Christmas morning for <laughs> for me. It really was. I was just so eager to watch you play, but obviously you're from the U.S., so you know about Vegas and everything, but for the longest time it was always, hey, there can't be a professional sports team in Vegas, whether it be because of gambling and all the distractions. Being still still like a, I mean, you're a, you're a young guy. Like, has that been difficult at all, living in Vegas and just knowing every, I mean, and granted, you're not just some fucking schlub, so it's like <laughs> you're a star, you need to be able to perform, but has it been difficult at all going from Buffalo to living in, you know, like the in- entertainment, epicenter of the world and also gotta ask a lot of fans saw it yesterday we're very excited how jacked up are you to have stoner back on the ice with you yeah um i'll i guess i'll answer the first question yeah i mean vegas is vegas is vegas i think when you live here and you're here full time it's it's a little different than when you come in here with your buddies for a bachelor party and three or four days and you're just uh you're blowing it out on the strip but uh Good times though. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know, like I feel like that's you know, that's that's what most people view Vegas as. It's it's um you know, I'm gonna come in here for a work trip or a conference or and I'm I'm not gonna leave the strip, but 
I think for us living here, it's uh, you know we it's not like we're living on the strip. We live in a you know an amazing community here at Summerlin, and um, love that there are facilities out here. So you know you don't really need to go down the strip other than for games, and um, you know, but it, it does offer so much. I mean, we have world class restaurants and oh. you know, Carrot Top, of course. Yeah. Chris Carrot Top is right down the road. Coverfield. Great weather, so it's just like uh, I think that there's so many great things that uh, that Vegas has to offer in terms of living here, and um, I've really enjoyed it. It's uh, you know I, I think it's an amazing place, uh, and I think if if you haven't really experienced it in that aspect, then I think you probably wouldn't wouldn't understand the way that I think life goes. But it's just it, the way I think of it is like we have the strip, and you know a lot of the people that work. Uh, on the strip, live in Vegas, so they're. It's just a community like anywhere else in a big city and uh, or a big entertainment area. And uh, but it, it's incredible because you, like you mentioned earlier, we have the, uh, you know, those atmospheres at games are awesome. And, yeah. Uh, you know, just they do a great job with everything, uh, entertainment wise, and 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 why wouldn't they? It, it is Las Vegas. And Stoner is back. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Stoney, Stoney coming back. That's a huge, uh, yeah. huge addition to our team. Obviously, our captain and, you know, a guy that, that means so much to us on and off the ice. So, you know, in order to, yeah, the ability that, uh, you know, the, the chance that we might get him back here uh, in the next, however, little bit. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't really explain how much it means to our group, and, and I know how much it means to him with all the work that he's put in. And uh, you know, it's, it's tough to you know deal with injuries in general, and for him to have to kind of revisit an injury that you know he thought he put behind him last summer. Um, you know, I give Stoney a ton of credit for the way that he's handled everything. Stoney's back soon, you said. I don't know exactly when he'll be <laughs> back, but just to have him back on the ice and uh, practicing and. Um, uh. You gamesmanship know, that uh, you know making that process closer hey stoner's almost back stick that stick that stoner hey you uh did you guys play this game growing up obviously a little knee hockey yeah you're, you're, of course yeah all the time. you think you just beat everybody that maybe didn't play hockey in that game or is that a sport that maybe we could catch up to you on because we did play a lot of it growing up oh i'm sure i'm sure there's uh there's a closer playing field than you think how about ball hockey? You ever played deck hockey? I was a big deck hockey player. I love deck hockey. Deck hockey's huge in PA, right? Huge, yeah. Actually got a knock- huge, yeah. got a world champion ball hockey player here in the office in old Frankie Moralda, host of That's Hockey Talk. Fucking wicked clapper, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wicked clapper in that. I uh that was a tough there, the amount of just... Oh, my God. You guys just beat the shit out of each other with the stick all the time. Do you just build up calluses on your wrist? How do you... How do we get through that? Lost your padding underneath the uh, uniforms. But honestly, like you said, I mean... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> some of the bruises, like the, the, the shot blocking, the, the slashing, the cross checks, I mean, it adds up over the course of a year. But, um, you yeah, know, we have some guys on our team that have... Some outrageous shot blocking numbers. Like uh, I think the NHL leader in shot blocks this year, uh, Alec Martinez on our team. I feel like he has maybe a hundred more shot blocks than anyone else in the NHL. Like he just beast puts his face in there. He just yeah, any his face, any part of his body just wears the puck. 
Why do you have all your teeth? Isn't that something you're not supposed to have? <laughs> What's that? Those are fake? No, nah, they're real. Knock on wood. I took one. Uh, well, don't knock on your teeth. They're real. I took a puck in the in the face earlier in the year, um, but it, thankfully it didn't hit any of my teeth. You a fighter? You do any fighting? What do we do? Not a lot of fighting in the game anymore, right? That's because you guys are all soft? No, no, there's still some fighting. And, um, you know, I think there's still a place for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a fighter. You're not looking. You're not. <laughs> hey, need one here. Isn't that the hockey-like routine? We have Rupper, yeah. obviously. Yeah, Chara. Rupper on Hockey Talk, where Chara told him, like, hey, I need to. Will please. you please do me the honor of fighting <laughs> yeah. me? Need to fight him, right? Like, that's something in your sport that's very real, right? Yeah, I mean, there's – yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I give the, you know, the guys that do it, I, I have the utmost respect for them. It's not an easy job. And, you know, depending on how the game's going, if you need a momentum swing, you know, there's – there's times where you're just, uh, yeah, you ask a guy, like, hey, listen, I, I need a fight. And, you know, I credit guys that, uh, you know, guys that do it, <laughs> drop their gloves. It's, um, it's a great part of the game. Hey, I need a fight. If I wasn't right, planning on it tonight. I guess for you, I guess we'll do anything here. Let's try to knock each other out. Uh, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Jackie, you know, I'm also from Massachusetts. Shout out North Chumsford. But uh, I had a question similar to, you know, kind of what Ty said. I understand, you know, you love the Golden Knights. You love being in Vegas. But is there ever a thought, you know, hey, maybe at some point I decide it's time to go back home just like you did when you were in Michigan. Put on the black and gold. Play for the hometown. <laughs> Don't do it, Jack. I think you should. And also, you know, if you don't want to answer that, uh, is there a conversation about what's going on in Boston right now in the historic run and them having the most wins in the history of the NHL? Since 2005? Forever. I, I had I had a little feeling that you were going to ask that with that Happy Gilmore jersey on. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had a feeling that question was coming. But, um, no, I mean, I, I'm really happy here. I think. Hell, yeah. Uh, Hell I think yeah. every kid. Every kid probably at some point dreams of playing for their hometown team, but you know I can't look into the future. I, I love Vegas. I mean, this place is great. I'd love to play the rest of my career here, and 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 you know, be a golden knight till till I stop playing hockey. But um, uh, you know, in terms of the Bruins and what they're doing this year, I think it's hard not to it's hard not to acknowledge it. And you know, a lot of my team, um, incredible, incredible that they. Uh, that they've been able to break so many records and in, in, in the season that they've had, um, you know, credit to them on, on all their successes. Um, you know, it's uh, it is it is pretty remarkable, and, and for my buddies that play on their on that team, uh, you know, I'm happy for them. You guys, tight community, hockey players, or yeah, everybody kind of knows each other yeah. because everybody's kind of come up. Everybody knows who's going to be the NHL guys coming up, so you kind of know each other. Well, I, I think you know, as you get closer to the NHL, you know, you start. I think the, you know, just the crop, I think, gets smaller. And so, you know, a lot of those guys that you, that you knew growing up and, and uh, you know, maybe in, in university or in junior. And I feel like you just cross paths with so many guys. And, um, you know, that's how I feel. I feel like I know someone on every team. And um, it is a pretty tight-knit community. And, and I think that's one of the best things about it. Freshman year of high school, deciding to go to Ann Arbor to go into the hockey pipeline factory thing that USA is putting together up there. So you knew when you were in eighth grade you were going to be in each other? Um, no, honestly, I, I didn't. I think, um, you know, probably when I went to that national development program there and, 
you know, at the beginning of high school, I started to realize that it, it probably could it could be a possibility. Um, but you never know. There's a lot of variables and a lot of things can happen. But um, so are you? you know, you're I, just fucking killing people in freshman year high school up there in Massachusetts. How we're talking like six goals a game, seven goals a game. No, I, I didn't play high school. I played junior in, in Boston. Um, but I went to I went to my public high school and played junior uh, my freshman year. So um, you know, caught a little heat at the high school because I wasn't playing for the the local town team. But um, all my close buddies understood. But uh, you know, my uh, the normal the normal person at the school didn't understand why I was wasn't playing uh, for their high school team. Just basic people everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're 18 years old, you guys are going to be what? Oh, can't wait to buy six, especially up there in Massachusetts. Bingo. Can't wait to buy smokes. You yeah. know, I've been mm-hmm. doing it for a long time. Now I'll do it here. He was worried, oh, I'm going to get drafted. Yeah. Okay? Sorry. I'm already going to be graduated college. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be done with college by the time you guys are seniors in high school. So just shut up. I'm not playing for the town team. <laughs> I like that you had to do that. It's not an easy decision. I'm sure you uh, could have had a much easier life if you would have just done that in school every day. But then you go to Ann Arbor and you say, oh, I'm be in the NHL. I'm very good. Oh, I'm going to be in the NHL. Uh, Pac-Man has the last question for you here, Jackie. Hey, Jackie, my question was, does any team come through there and get like the Vegas flu um, with going (laughs) out and doing different things? Can you smell that liquor on them on the ice? (laughs) Uh, Let's just, yeah, let's just say uh, I've learned that the Vegas flu is a real thing. And, you know, like, uh, yeah, playing here, you talk to guys after the game, oh, what'd you do the last few days? You know, because sometimes scheduled scheduled uh you know games are, are scheduled and, and a team's been here for three or four days prior to our game so oh. you know, they've had a nice little they've had a nice little trip and you know it works in our favor that we get them at the end of uh you know a few long days in the strip playing cards and gambling and drinking and um but uh you know it's also the you know you sometimes you get the opposite you get a team that's done that but then they're playing guilty so they're working even harder so <laughs> um, yeah i'm sure I'm sure there's a there's plenty of guys that have uh, you know had had guilty games here uh, this season and you know we definitely know that going into games though that uh, and, and we hear it you know from other people if guys have been out or uh, and what they've been doing. You call them guilty games? That's hilarious because I always called it like, oh, I'm hungover. If I do bad right now, they're going to call me a drunk, tell me I need that. I got to do good mm. so I can continue to just go ahead and do this in the future. You call it in the, in the NHL world, it's like, oh, I got a guilty game on you. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, playing guilty. Yeah, playing guilty. Maybe I had a couple, a couple too many beers the night before. And uh, yeah, same thing. Like you said, you don't want to, you don't want to catch any heat, so you're. You're working extra hard, and uh, you're doing anything to help the team win that night. God damn, he's flying around like what's? Oh, no, I get the oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, what did we do last <laughs> night? Okay. Hey, we appreciate you so much. Good luck the rest of the way. Uh, you get a hat trick on the way out of here uh, for the rest of the season. Any of these games, we'll give a uh, hundred thousand dollars to a charity of your choice. Uh, wow! All right, wow! I'm gonna be shooting everything tomorrow. Night. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Yeah, I like it. I love That's it. That's great. No, I appreciate that. Thank, thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, big fan of the show. Big fan of yours, Pat. So thank you guys very much. Hey, no problem. Thank you for taking the time in the middle of the season to chat with us. Hockey players don't normally do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Aces, Jack Eichel. Hey, Pac-Man's got no stick. Yeah. Wow! Oh, here, Pac. Yeah, uh, I don't want to break that. That's not a bolt. That's him. not a bolt. Hey, what do you think he's gonna catch it? Okay. 
He didn't uh, catch you. You threw it a little short. You were scared. Oh, well, so what? You were scared. So what? This is like when you throw a... Hey, hey one more time for Jackie Ace. Yeah, Jackie! Thank you, Jack. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Good life story there. Yeah. yeah. yeah unreal. Just learned a lot about him. Mm-hmm. We played, know, did we know we were doing a biopic there? I did not know. No. no I didn't no know idea. where that was going to go, but then as soon... You got to be rich to play hockey. Yeah. A lot of money. Huh? Wasn't, wasn't my sport then. Well, that's why Pittsburgh is a big deck hockey sport. Yeah, yeah and Chelmsford too. So deck hockey is hockey running. You No skates, no ice time needed. You're running with shin guards on pretty much. Stick, and it's full five on It's full hockey. Pack, you would have been sick on you, the deck. You would have been fucking awesome. Especially the uh, lot of shit talking. Mm-hmm. Almost, I think, and Nick obviously played in a lot more games than me, 100% of the deck hockey games I went to, there was a fight, mm-hmm. either between the teams, yeah. the fans, fan and player, player and coach, mm-hmm. parking lot. There was always a lot of parking lot fisticuffs going on every single time. I, literally, probably fifteen to twenty games I went to. Every single time, I was like, on the way out, here we go. All right, in that parking lot, somebody's probably going to end up fighting somebody. Like, can't wait to see who it is. And then you get to that parking lot. Pretty good vibes. Hey, there's little beers over here. Right. Hey, you want a beer? This is good. Somebody want to go in and like check in with uh, the people. There's something to do inside. Cool. You come out. Then there'll be one car tucked away. One guy pissed off. Not happy with somebody who slashed him mm-hmm. in the first period of a game in which his team lost by 15. Yep. Like, he is not happy. He's got nothing else to do, too. He's got a maybe an Impala that's broken oh, down. Sure. Drinking whiskey. The fucking thing on the ceiling is obviously hanging. He's got uh-huh. a bunch of friends with no future. None. They're all with him. They're not happy either. They didn't watch the game. The motherfuckers <laughs> were there. They didn't see the game, but they heard about what's going on. And now all of a sudden, because your friend happened to take one of those sticks to that guy's ankles, which is very feasible in a deck hockey game stick ball and ankles mm, all in the same like spot too. oh it's terrible it just because you happen to go to the same school and grow up in the same neighborhood as this guy and then you went to his game now you're fighting a bunch of people that you know are <laughs> mad at you. that is what deck hockey was mm-hmm. right that is what deck hockey was yeah pretty much kind of what high school hockey was too whenever we go see yeah. cfo phil play mm-hmm. yep. cfo phil was a goon okay this guy was hitting everything that was moving yep. also a pretty good player so there were some people that weren't necessarily happy with him and we were obviously with him so after the games it was like all right here we go yes we're going the, Time to go. the hockey the hockey not far off from the conversation you guys had with gary v yesterday you know you foul a guy too hard you foul the wrong <laughs> you know, person yeah. you're so gonna have fight. to fucking yeah. pay for it you would have been great at deck hockey legit I, I didn't know in hockey like it's like all right we're gonna fight i thought it was like all right, you made a bad play or you, you hit me or something. I learned something. Yeah, so it's like uh, momentum. Like yeah. momentum, you know, because let's say it's a home game. What if I don't want to fight? You can say no. People have said no. Mm-hmm. But probably a few yeah. minutes later, going to come back and ask again. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes, too, like if someone, you know, has a bad hit on Sidney Crosby. Then like a fight comes. Someone's Me. coming after you and you have to fight. Yeah, there's earned fights for sure. Yeah. There is heat of the moment fights. Yeah. But then there's like, hey, uh, we're down – 3-1, 4-1, at home, second period. Mm-hmm. You're the goon on the team. Like, home fans not happy about anything. And also your team kind of down. It's like, let's try to spin momentum here. Every fight always brings people to their feet in the mm-hmm. stands. And then everybody on there is like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a restart of the game yeah. at that point. Now, it doesn't always work, but it has worked in the past for yeah. people. And there's that one game, too. I think it was the Rangers-Capitals or something. And something happened in the game before. And the game started. And all, all five. F- all five people. 
Yeah, it was electric. Both All teams. Throwing down. Sticks. Yeah, that's real right there, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Capitals, oh, yeah. Rangers. Yeah, and they, it was the Capitals who did it, and then they just yeah. fucking. Beat the fuck yeah. out of them. Yeah, yeah. wiped the floor yeah. with them. Yeah, the Capitals time. bullied the Rangers the mm-hmm. night before. Mm-hmm. Whole world was talking about it. Okay, like whole world was talking about it. And the hockey world was like, if the Rangers don't come out and fight, they are basically the biggest pieces of shit mm-hmm. that ever played hockey. So this Rangers team that was outgunned, outmanned, outsized, outcoached <laughs> yeah. by the Capitals, mm-hmm. it just got proven like four. They were basically being told by their entire community, hey, you got to go fight for your That's good. That's right. Got to go. And they just got their asses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Capitals are like the biggest bullies out there. Yeah. Are they still like that? Is that still their team? Uh, they had a bit of a down year, but yeah, I mean, they still they still have Tom Wilson, so that automatically makes them one of the baddest teams. But it wasn't just him. I mean, like, Ovi's a dog. They've always yeah. been a bigger, heavier team, yeah. And they fight. Sure. They fight. Robert told a story once about how they made a line of people who didn't play the positions, but they were just up there at the that front. That was that fight, that fight. I think so. And then there was a defenseman playing center, and he's like, I don't, I'm not sure what to do, Rupper. Like, how do I take a face-off? And Rupper told him, like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're just there to fight. Like, you're not there to win the face-off. <laughs> yeah, you dropped your mitts. So what you're doing, as soon as that puck is dropped, like, you're just dropping that stick. And then you're going straight for shoulders. Boom. Right in front of you. Yeah. Throwing down. What a sport. Pac, you would have loved deck hockey. I kind of wish you got a chance to experience it. Because with how fast you are, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, you would have been a weapon out there. There's people still playing to this day. We got a friend. Needs to hang up the goddamn fucking mm-hmm. deck hockey <laughs> shin guards. He's lonely, though. Just let him play. That's why he's still going out there and putting on the shin pads. He's a legend, though. He's basically a Hall of Famer. You know, Sometimes it's hard for those guys to walk away. That's yeah. real deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's this guy's real. deck hockey Hall of Famer. Easily. He will go down as one of the greatest ball hockey players to ever play ball hockey. World champion. Has accolades through the roof mm-hmm. in the ball hockey world. First team all world, correct? First team all world. Mm-hmm. Actual title. Yeah. (laughs) Has it on a pennant. Now he just can't help himself. Has to smoke three packs a day. Mm -hmm. Has to continue to play. Still has to rip some fucking nets with some balls. Mm -hmm. And also potentially slap a coach of the opposing team in the face with a stick. (laughs) He's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, like literally. What was it? It wasn't a coach. It was a spectator fan. <laughs> <laughs> tell the story. Tell the story. Uh, so the guy we're talking this, about. This led to a fight. We'll, we'll call him Joe first. <laughs> you know, just okay. pick a random name. Joe, Joe. We'll call him Joe Hadley. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also okay. A That's just a guy. weird name. Yeah. Okay. Guy. Uh, Joe was driving story. down the boards in the offensive zone. The ball hopped up. And in deck hockey, there's no glass in a lot of rinks, you know, because they're just outdoor little simple structures. So it hit the part of the boards, the top of the boards, where it would have been like it was going out of play, basically. So it would have been like a football going out of bounds back. Uh, this guy was leaning over the boards, had his hands on the boards. His hands hit the ball. It obviously disrupted Joe's flow. Joe said something to him, get the fuck off the boards. The guy said something back. Joe basically slapped the guy in the face with his stick and then lined up for the faceoff like he was going to continue playing the game. <laughs> Said, Joe, get the fuck off the rink. What are you doing? And then he was escorted out of there. Joe. He was not happy that he got escorted out of there. Yeah. He Joe was not. Like a dog. How old was Joe at this time? It was last year. <laughs> 33. It was probably about eight, eight, nine years ago. That was the first. We don't know if that has happened since. He might have learned his lesson. Doesn't feel like a guy that would react differently, though. That guy fucked up the ball. There's the man right there. Beast. There is the man right there. Hope I meet that guy someday. Me too. That'd be great. Yeah. God, I, I hope I get to meet Joe Hadley someday. Yeah. Also, he's got a couple records in football. Probably. He's the all-time leading sacker 
uh, for our high school. Yeah. But when it happened, didn't get to celebrate it because uh, potentially because he actually didn't find out till years and years and years after he left high school, potentially because stats weren't kept accurately. Oh. And the coach's son actually had the sack ah, record title. And then there were some readjustments and t- counted of we love the family, the coach and the family, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is no beef with that. But there was seemingly some fuckery. So this guy. <laughs> that's Joe's side of the story, yeah. Yeah, it's Joe's side. Yeah, that's what Joe has. And I don't even know if it was Joe. I think it was people around Joe that have told me the story. But I happen to be there for a lot of it. Joe's not like the, the, the happiest human of all time. Would have been nice for him to maybe have a bus ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just being like. Sure. Something sober. He, he did walk up to J.J. Watt and said, hi, and hey, my high school's all-time leading sack. So he did not <laughs> yeah. do that. So that is tone. J.J. Watt did say, boy, I mean, that's a big son of a bitch right there and pointed at Joe. And Joe said, yeah, I'm all, high school's Remember, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's the best. Joe's the best window business. In Pittsburgh. That's yeah. right. Maybe even the whole Northeast. Yeah. yeah. He's going to listen to this in about an hour. You know, if he's a little bit behind. In between jobs. And we we're all going to get texts telling us all to shut the fuck up and not say his name on air ever again. Yeah, That's well, not his name, though. At least he won't physically hurt you. He won't physically hurt me, yeah, which is good. Me neither. No, oh, buddy. Buddy. Me and Joe are, me and Joe are pals. Now you'll get a fist. The right only the Joe I like in this country. Uh, any, what's your problem? Come on! No, I'm what's your problem? I got a bunch of friends named Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't That's tell that to fucking Joe out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Boom. What's That's that? All? Right, Mr. Joe Schmo. I like uh, him too. Hey, speaking of uh, Joe, uh, Tech Joe over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys made it today. Yeah, there yeah. we go. You go Breeze passed it a little bit earlier. Yeah, you guys made a better decision this morning. Yes, we did. It was a full conversation, or how did we go into deciding which car we we're going to drive today? Oh, uh, it was definitely not going to be an electric car. The electric car has now been picked up from the house and took it back to Fort <laughs> Beachmont to where it will have Beach a new home <laughs> yeah. for somebody else. I don't know if anybody that watches our program is going to be the ones that buy that, and I'm sure Ford's pumped no. up about it, but hey, listen. Pack was stuck in the middle of the woods here in Indiana. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough thing. That car. Yeah, I agree. Price just went up, though. Bro. Hey, this is this is Pac-Man's. You remember that like car the- that he got stuck in? <laughs> yeah. Boom, this is the exact one. This is it. His feet were right in here after pushing this fucking thing two yeah. and a half miles. With Joe. To get it to a Charger with Tech Joe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good car today, though. Good gas. Yeah, good gas. Hey, uh, jeweler. Still Who, who's the jeweler that came in here? Guy looks so cool. Yeah. Oh, Ed? Great chain. Dude, he was speaking Spanish on the phone. I've never mm-hmm. heard something cooler sounding in my life. Ever. I was like, man, I feel like I'm listening to a song right now. Yeah. yeah Jersey guy. I think a lot of cool, man. He looks cool, yeah. doesn't he? Cool. Yeah. Cool guy, too. Great hair. Great. He's yeah. got Connor's hair. If Connor was, uh, he's Puerto Rican Connor. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of. If I had a cooler beard, though, his beard is much cooler tier. than yours. Yeah. I agree. But that conversation he was on where. No English was spoken yeah. for five to ten minutes. It was like yesterday when Joe was speaking Mandarin. Yeah. It's like he broke the song down for you, too. Yeah, he did. I learned what a song was saying yeah. that I've been listening to for a couple weeks. Okay. Not the best message. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. The best, not the best message. <laughs> but in Spanish, it sounds really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's our song every day. <laughs> every yeah, single day. Like, one. See you no. See you no. So I guess that Joe? is yes or no. 
That is yes or no. Yeah. The lead up to that part, what they're saying, I don't know. Not it's great. not great. It's necessarily no. the best message to be listening to as 35-year-olds, but okay. I mean, <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of Ed stopping by. Yeah. Yeah. He was iced out. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. big time. He, they, is he a part of this operation that you have on your uh, neck right now? Yes, uh, it is. Tajik Jury out of New York. I met. There's no way anybody understands. What did you, what say? you say? Yeah, I mean, there's oh, no uh, way anybody. I'm talking fast. No, yes. well. Well, with the, with the pound of tobacco in your mouth, I think that kind of. Don't let him judge you. I don't. Hey, I don't judge him. Look at the cool. He's got paint on his pants. It looks. What sick. This is not paint, bro. You made me look down three times earlier today. <laughs> what is oh. it? Uh, they came like this. I guess it's dye. He looks good. He looks, Ooh, sick. Sweet. looks sweet. Pack you might be one of the best dressed humans I've ever yeah. been. By Pack. far. Nick and I told you earlier. No one's gonna stop you if you want to smack him in the mouth with yeah. the stick. Like your has it. Yeah. Well, if he does try to stick lightsabers, we're on. Oh, it'd be like a face off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think he's going to win that one, even though you did catch a ball over him. Zero passes oh, yeah. have been completed on your head in this office since that one. You've made a promise. You've lived up to it. Ed, though, Ed's a part. That's his company on your hat right there? Yeah, it is. What's it um, called? Taji Jury out of New York. I met him through 50 Cent. Uh, crazy story, but we've been. <laughs> go, yeah. go, yeah. go, go, go. That 50 Cent? Go, yeah. That 50 Cent. Where is he at? Curtis? Yeah, Curtis. 50 I don't know. Some other guy got hit like he got hit, but that guy ain't fucking breathing. That's really. right. That Get Rich or Die Trying album, greatest Ooh. album of all time. Mm -hmm. Not I, a single skip. Now it's come on and during Thunderball. It's brought it back into my life. So there's a couple different albums that people talk about being the greatest rap album of all time, greatest album Definitely. of all time. I listen to rap. That particular album is okay. no skips. Every song's a banger. Now, I know there's going to be other so albums that people are going to talk about. Watch the Throne was a fucking heater. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolute heater of an album. Mm -hmm. uh, graduation, I think people will talk about Part being a great album. Mm -hmm. uh, Carter Three, okay. We're we, there's a lot of great Macklemore. albums. Macklemore. Yep. Uh, hey, you had a run there yeah, for yeah. a little bit. Mac Miller swimming. Dude, we're talking every single song, though, on Get Rich or Die Trying. It's a no-skip banger, 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 banger. What a fucking run that guy had. Yeah. Obviously, you're friends with him, though. Yeah, y'all didn't put no Eminem in there? Wow. So Eminem has songs. I think his songs are probably... I'm sure there I, is. Eminem. I'm sure there is. An album, though? I don't know about I album. There is. Marshall yeah. Mathers LP, maybe? Every song, not a skip. That's the I don't thing, know. though, is like some of the some of his albums were like 22 songs. Like, it's yeah. just tough. So yeah. many bars. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like his most recent stuff. Yeah, it's too much. He I'm just, still an Eminem fan. <laughs> yeah. I am a massive Eminem fan, obviously. Now Eminem was speaking to pretty much me and a lot of other people. And I think 50 even came out and said, like, what Eminem uh, basically explained to people is, like, the trailer park, <laughs> not that different than the hood. You know, like, we, we kind of, that's same. why Eminem was able to do it. And I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. A lot of people in my generation, like, Eminem was probably the gatekeeper into rap as a whole. Uh, for me, you now DMX, whenever I saw him on a rough oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. First time I seen DMX do the prayer yeah. and start barking. Oh, my God, that was electrifying. In Atlanta, oh, my God, it was crazy. So MTV, whenever they had that uh, Rough Riders Anthem music video, mm -hmm. first time I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. I would like to do more of that. And then that festival where he When comes he comes out, out, performs in front of the entire planet. Yeah. Yeah. Million Eight million people. And the whole place, it's just a never-ending yeah. thing. Yeah. Just a C. Rest in peace, obviously. Mm -hmm. But Eminem just had so many songs that were awesome. But we're, when we're talking about yeah. just like... An album. I think every fucking song, and Eminem was a massive part of that album, mm -hmm. yeah. of that Get Rich or Die Trying thing is like banger, banger, banger. You're just friends with them? Or are you just you and, you and 50? You guys just hanging up, out? Dude, mm -hmm. some 50? Hating Floyd Mayweather? 
We all have friends, man. Five is a good friend of mine. Not, Connor. No, I Connor's don't have, my friend. I do not have Ty. Ty's my friend. You. Mm-hmm. Tone's my friend. Pack's my friend. Yep. Yeah, we're boys, but he's got like 80,000 boys, and they're all sweet. So cool. Tech Joe. Yeah. Tech Joe. Edgardo. Edgardo. Curtis Jackson. Yep. 50. Boom. Boom. Shaq. 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 Oh, yeah, you fought for Shaq yes. in an airport. That's Everybody right. who goes to the Pro Dude, Bowl. Jay. Snoop. Titty Dude, boy. Titty boy. Snoop. Future. 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 Uh, yeah. Name dropping. Wow. I think. No, not, they all. Well, I think the reason why is because all those people. This is what we're saying. All those people name drop that they're friends with you. Bingo. We are not on that level, no. which is why it's awesome to hear stories like, yeah, hey, me and 50 Cent met Ed Gardo over yeah. there yeah. in the Diamond District in New York. <laughs> now I got this sweet fucking hat, and we got to meet Ed Gardo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's a jeweler. Did he make the yeah. pack thing too? I, I got some gifts right quick. Can I? Can what? I oh. Where is he? Uh, Ed Guardo. Come here, buddy. Is it Ed Guardo or Ed Gardo? Ed Gardo is no, what he told like us. Like an ace for sure. Detective. I was told like an Edgar. No, that's a Guado. Eduardo. Guado. Yeah, a Guado yeah, is the asshole detective. Right. Yeah. What was he doing a hammer down station? He was watching. He, he was watching the show, the show with Joe. Yeah, Eduardo had a baby. Eduardo. Yeah. yeah. I believe Eduardo is a get, veteran as well, military vet. Yeah. Did we all wow. get custom chains? I don't know. I have no idea. I got a call from Pac-Man this morning, six fifty-seven. I was laying in bed next to my wife, who was still sleeping, very pregnant. I didn't oh, answer. I said, "What's up?" He said, "I got a bunch of gifts." Is that right? I'm like. Yeah, you never have to ask that either. If you want to bring it. <laughs> oh, shit. I think what is good. happening? Hey, uh, who my buddy is back there? Right? Oh, oh Nick? Yeah. Oh, oh, so early oh. gift. Should, he come, should Nick come out? This is Edgardo, by the way. Hey, Edgar, what's up, dude? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, we appreciate you coming out here. Look how cool this guy looks. Yeah, unreal. How cool are you? Do you know that you look so cool every time you leave the house? I see now. <laughs> uh, first mirror, first mirror type situation. Yeah. So what do we got going on here, Pac? So we got some little gifts. You know, our boy Nick is crossing the broom this week. Uh-huh. We can. Stick taps. So, uh, Stick taps. Had a baby, Nick. Had a baby, Nick. Congrats, Nick. Um, I got with my team, and we got some gifts. Um, here you go, brother. I wanted to say congratulations. Give Pac his. Hell yeah. Uh, who Thank you, sir. Who's all in the way to pass it to him for me? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, sick box in here. Hey, bags, good bag. Oh, bag with the box. Hey, it's real. Wow. wow. It's real. Guy. It's actual real. Real diamonds. Yeah. No, I don't oh, know. Pack. I haven't looked at it yet. Whoa. I think he's, getting, I think he's proposing to all of us. Oh, that. <laughs> oh. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, okay. Is it Joe? Okay. <laughs> There's a light in this box? Oh, it's a brooch? Look at this thing. Foxy, I don't know if you can zoom in. There's a light in the fucking box, dude. Hey, thank you, Pac. Hell yeah. Thank you. Look at that thing. So me and 50 Cent just can't. We get the same. You know what I mean? No big deal. Hey, we appreciate you, man. How long you been doing this type of stuff? Um... I've been doing seven years. My cousin, he's been doing it for over like 20, 25 years, you know, so um, he kind of brought me up with him and taught me everything. Well, you're awesome. And thank you for this. Pac-Man, thank yeah. you for thinking thank this, you. dude. Hell yeah. This is awesome. Hey, good people here. Pac. Very good thank people Pac, in there, Pac. Thank you, Pac. Thank you, Pac. Thank you, Pac. Thank you, Pac. Appreciate you, man. Hell yeah. This this see cool. how cool I'm going to look with that? Yeah. Unbelievable. This is the coolest box of all time. Make sure y'all put that on that black and gold suit you guys are going to be wearing. Think Hell about what I'm going to say, though. Think about what I'm going to say when somebody asks me about this. Hey, uh, what's that? Oh, you're talking about this little number? Talking about this thing right here? 
Custom from who? Well, Pac-Man and Fifty Cent's jeweler. That's right. Mm-hmm. Big deal. <laughs> about that. I don't know if you know who that is. No big deal. So many conversations with people. You guys are making me look so cool, man. It's Taja Diamonds. Taja Diamonds. Taja yeah. Diamonds. Yeah. T A J I A Diamonds. D I A M O N D S. Thirty-eight West West Forty-eighth Street, New York, New York, in Diamond District. You can follow them at Taja Diamonds. T A J I A Diamonds on social. Thank you, Pac. Smell me. Thank you, dude. No Incredible work here, man. What what is in here? Do I know what's in here, or what is this? How do I? When somebody asks me, what do I say? This is. This is a a brooch with with uh, qu- high quality diamonds in it. <laughs> There's diamonds in this yeah, thing. Yeah, those are real diamonds. No, Ooh. dude. You Holy shit! Stuff. You gotta give me the fake. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. No, no, we can't do the fake thing, bro. No, we don't do the fake. No. Thing. Yeah, cloudy diamonds. That's no. what everybody's yeah, it works. We're looking for cloudy <laughs> diamonds. We Thank you. This is really, really fucking nice, and I appreciate the hell out of you. What happened there? What did this guy just What happened here? He just said mana, like he didn't want a lot of it. He just wanted some? He just said that mana exists. That's all he did. Is there, you know, quiet defense is dead defense. Talks table at Boston Conrad, Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don, Don, Don. Cowboys. You guys got to be a unit. All, if you're all wrong, you're all right. It's on me. That one's on me. What happened? Just execution? Obviously, it's on me. I was still flustered by the beautiful brooch gift. They are, they were, are fantastic. He jumped off sides just then, though. I did jump off. Yeah. So yeah, did you, Pac, man. Yeah. Connor, <laughs> at Boston Connor, one half of the boxing table, is not happy with the man that just gifted us all diamond brooches, brooches for Big Frank Nick Moraldo's uh, wedding this weekend. We can't wait to celebrate Nick. We'll be off Friday. Sorry about it. A lot of things happening. Yeah, it's a wedding. Including a wedding on Saturday that will few of us will get a chance to speak at. Most. And a man that will be there is a 14-year NFL corner who joined us on the stage here, Pac-Man Johnson. Oh, boy, Pac. Pac, I think you broke the heart here of a friend of yours at Boston. It's okay. Why you said that? Connor. Well, you know, uh, Pac-Man, we're friends, I thought. Uh, I I didn't get a brooch. This guy didn't even get a brooch. I gave you a box, Connor. Man, when was that? My name's Connor, not Mitt, so I don't know. (laughs) Did I not give you a box? No, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. I like what you did there. I'm not taking anyone's either. Oh, no wait chance. a minute. There it is. Oh. No, 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 no. Because this is this, no, 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 no. What? Because this isn't mine. So, this is yes, not I'm, a I'm take, box. The I'm, box was yes, delivered to the wrong it, it place. Was delivered to the wrong place. Yeah, see, I watched it happen. Pat took it back there. Remember, you know he wasn't what, here. He took the whole box. You back know there. what they say about diamonds, though. Once huh. they land at someone's place. If you take them away, then they become blood diamonds. That's not true. I've never. That's what I. That's what they. That's what they say in Massachusetts. Can you open that damn box, please. I'm not opening it because it's not mine. It is yours. How do you think Bruce knew it was yours? No. This was done purposely. I left the box back there. Oh, okay. Yeah, good save. You knew he threw fit. Same way uh, I got the paint on my pants, right? Can't wait to look up the nearest pawn shop from here. Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll see. We'll see. Open the box. Come Connor, on. Open, open the box. box. I saw what they look like. I saw what they look like. I have Connor, not seen everybody your box. else. Yeah. Yeah. Yours yeah. might be different, Connor. Nah, they're not. Because uh, you're uh, officiating the wedding. Yep. So this one. I don't says, even have one. I'm not in the wedding. I got all the guys that was in the wedding. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, my, my you're size, in the wedding. Mine size pack. This is like yeah. when my little brother would throw a fit when he didn't get the present he wanted from Santa at our house, but Boom. it was at my grandparents' house. If he would have just waited an hour, 
Sure. So, but kind I of, like how kind of different though. <laughs> kind of different though because this one just happened to get placed in the wrong room. Yeah. You see, Edgardo here had four bo- uh, bags, I believe. Nine mm-hmm. bags. Nine, it, we didn't plan it out. If you do recall, Pac-Man said, "Oh, actually, I got something for you guys." Yeah. So in a rush, nine. They bags. tried to pick up nine bags. Exactly. Nine bags. The whole thing. Look at your box. No box. way. It could be different. What if it's, it's different? Because I know it's not. It Come might on. be. How you know? It. Hey, it's not. It's not being picked up from this ground. Ty, will you open this Come up on, for Ty. Connor, please? I'm, I'm gonna open it for you. Connor, stop now, being now, an ass. Now it becomes Ty's. You see what I'm saying? No, no I, I already one. got blood, one. Blood diamonds. Go ahead. Ooh, oh, different. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, show the room. Show the nice. room. Show the camera. Show the camera. Flip that up a little bit there so we can see it. Connor is officiating the wedding. Oh, it's going to look good on whoever buys it from that pawn shop. Yeah, you're (laughs) joining us now as a man who could afford it, obviously. He's the former number five overall pick in the NFL, a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, although the team lost in the same exact tournament. He's an absolute stallion of a man. He has 10 kids. He's beat COVID. I guess we all did now at this point. Mm -hmm. Congrats to us. Shout out to us. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. AJ, quite a scene over here with a gift being dropped off to the wrong room live in the moment. Now Connor feels a little bit upset. What's your take on it all, AJ? I, I want to know if Connor's going to wear it on Saturday. That's the key. That's what we need to know. That now, is the question. Wh- whoever, whoever got it will be wearing it. Where are you going to wear it? it where are you going to put it? Where are you going to Z- put it on your suit slash tux? Zito just said, AJ, you're going to be at the wedding too, right? That's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. you'll be able to see. Oh, I'll give it to AJ. You'll be able to see if. Unfortunately, uh, no. I've talked to Nick. I will not be able to make it. But yes. I've oh, what? shit. Oh. What, dude? Dude, it's his wedding. I know. I know. I feel bad. Did you send a good gift? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen what's already happened. I sent him something that I want to get for myself at some point. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, nice. The Testicle Casso. painting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Classic oh, agent. No, it was Casso. on his registry, if you know what one of those is. It was on. I know what a registry is. Okay, please. I fucking, I hear my wife talk about mm-hmm. us going to other people's all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm always <laughs> so incredibly pumped with what we're buying off Believe of me, them. AJ uh, had a bit of a guilty game with his registry gift. I could tell that okay. he felt bad about not coming. Oh, wow. do they filter them like most expensive to least expensive? And then he just said, all right, well, since we're not going, you know the deal. Most expensive <laughs> at the top of the list. Is that the way it gets filtered? That's the way, that's the way I think it went down, yeah. Yeah, it makes it, he's number five overall pick. True. And if you do recall, good investments. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. That big brain right there doesn't just have rocks inside of it. No, no, no. That's right. Wish we'd be able to see you live and in person this weekend so you could see whether or not Connor, while he officiates that wedding, is wearing his beautiful gift from Edgardo Pooch, I learned of, mm-hmm. and Pac-Man I Jones. I'll Can't be wait- cheering you on, Connor. That's right. Thank you. Let's go. I appreciate that very much, Pac-Man. <laughs> hey, that's a real deal. He's officiating a fucking wedding. I know. How, how long is the program going to be, Con? Uh, it depends. We'll see. Going to start with a quick five, hand it off to a couple other people, and then we'll be off and running. That a baby. That a baby. We have yeah, a plan. We do have a plan. To 15. Yeah. 12 to 15 is a great, a great time for, for you. I agree, but he has to get some things in there, oh. too. You know, we got a Paisanos here yeah. on both sides. Oh, was, yeah, mm-hmm. if you have multiple people speaking, yeah. But, yeah, of course, you want to leave them wanting more, not saying, hey, how, when do we get to this? 15, reception? Max. Agreed. And in this, the way things have already been reserved, I might be wrong. I just got the schedule literally before we went on the show. Everybody was there when I was realizing what this weekend looks like. Mm-hmm. Not a big, like, planner, plan a header. You know what I mean? Not really sure, sure. my thing. 
I don't think there's a lot of time for Connor to be with the shits up there. You know what I mean? No. I feel like it's Oh, been... good. Like you guys are getting to the party quick, you're saying. Yeah. yeah sounds I've like had to cut it right. down. Beautiful. Remember, and I, I just said it whenever we were talking about how long something's going to be. Let's remember, these are two Italian families coming mm-hmm. from two different parts of Pittsburgh. So the reception should be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a incredible party. Gabagool. But whoever's speaking, I'm expecting... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's going to be some good, I think. Oh, yeah. Fireworks. We're getting baptized right back in it this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm very pumped up about it since we've been out here in Indianapolis for too damn long with zero Italians. Yeah. We're getting right dropped in the middle of it. I'm, I'm very pumped. Is, is uh, like, Diggs going to – does he have a reading or is he going to speak at all? That's a great question. We he could probably does. add it to the script, huh? It's in mine. No. no. Diggs, I haven't told him yet, so this, I guess now we're telling him. But it is in mind for Tony to say a couple things. What, Colossals yeah. 2-17? Mm-hmm. Let's get it over, Nick, now. Congrats, Nick. No, no, no. You're doing that on a microphone in front of the whole congregation? No, it's not my wedding. No, no, no. no, no it's you're his part, wedding. You're part yeah. of my no, wedding. No, this is about Nick. Yes, and, his wife. and that's why we need you up there. Why don't you read a blessing, bro? What's your deal? Yeah. I don't think this is a religious wedding. No, he's not reading a blessing. He's just reading the uh, back of a... I shouldn't be speaking for Nick right now. Well, we all kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> we actually just called it his wedding. Uh-huh. Yep. I was going to see where you took this, though, and I was very interested. I was taking it as quick as possible. Oh, you want to write your own Bible verse? No. You can do that. Well, yeah, because it's... Yeah, be the... Just give some thoughts. Just give give Tone the mic and say, hey, Tone, you have the next six to seven minutes. Just tell us how all you, you feel about it. All you need is sickness, stuff. health... Other stuff. But, uh, see, I don't hey, listen, that. I don't want to bring an umbrella brainstorm. Now's not the time for us to necessarily go through what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Just that you're going to say something. I think that's something. Yeah, I, I didn't have the sickness health thing. I just had him up there reading like the back of a Rudy's iced tea jug. <laughs> Turner's, yeah. Turner, sure. Yeah, from Rudy's from Subs. From Rudy's Subs, Which yeah. I can't wait to dive back into Pittsburgh foods and delightful nostalgia oh. treats. Oh, my God. I guess Iron City beer combined with Turner's tea. Mm-hmm. What? Now there's a malt liquor of Pittsburgh, it's, I think. Yes, I see. Tea. What See, a weekend it's going to be. Also, didn't know that. That's why we need to Pat's going to be talk. there. AJ, you can't wait for you to yeah, enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be great. Rupper. Roop. Roop. Roop's coming. Roop's. Oh, yes. Roop's is going to be there. That's going to be a fun reception. Dude, It's. I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Seven, you seven will it. be there. Seven. Ben Roethlisberger. Seven's coming. Sweet. Seven and seven. Seven's best what, friend he, is also he has coming. To speak too. Double M. Dude, I think. I, I don't know how this is going to go. Almost too good of a time on the horizon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jacked up. All right, let's prepare accordingly. Yeah. We going to that casino or what? Uh, you know the deal. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's the only way to have a good weekend. Let's start carb loading and hydrating. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bingo. Get some IVs. Yeah, I might get an IV tomorrow night. Oh, maybe I'll gift. Hey, that'll be a gift that I'll give. IVs. What day? Saturday, I guess. Probably, <laughs> Probably Saturday, yeah, around like 10 a.m. Saturday. There you go. Have booze, Drew, you have your, your IV stuck in your left arm and have your drink in your right. There you go. Hey, kind of go easy come, easy go right here. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Is that what you're saying? I guess, yeah. If you're do- if it's wedding day, of course. what are you doing Friday night? Is that going to be the casino night? I guess so. Yeah, right. Friday day, actually. I'm going there around 10 a.m. Probably won't leave till midnight. You're parking it? Mm-hmm. Nice. You a casino guy? No. Don't like casinos? Yeah, I do, but <laughs> not going to a casino in Pittsburgh. Not gonna happen. Why? Too much shit talk for old. Yeah. Too many Pittsburghers. Just I'll be kinda... at the wedding. I'll be at the wedding. Smart. This is smart. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. This is right. This is growth. The amount of Steelers jerseys that just roam through that casino. Oh yeah. boy. And when they're not just like 
people that just, oh, this was gifted to me. No. These are people that are diehard Steeler fans in the casino. I mm-hmm. think that is the most, one of the most yinzer places you can go is the casino. Now, I very rarely see anybody smiling on a way out. You're going to lose your money at that casino. I think that is kind of a part of it. Yep. But the amount of chirping that would probably come from you to somebody and then the way that would go. Yep. This is smart. Look at us. Way to, you, way to go, Pat. Yeah. You should be pretty proud. No. Nah, you should be proud of this, though. Smart growth. I know if I go to the casino, somebody's going to say something. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And then you're going to miss the wedding, and the wedding's going to No, gonna I'm get... not going to miss the wedding because I'm not going to the motherfucker. That's what I'm saying, though. This is yeah. smart. This is smart. I'm Thank incredibly, you, okay. incredibly going, proud. <laughs> wedding's going to be good. Casino's just going to take your money. Joining us now is a man who you will be able to watch on day two and, yeah, rounds two and three. Yeah, two days. Two days. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Here we go. On NFL Network's draft coverage. He's an absolute dog. Seemingly knows everybody around the NFL. He has recently returned from a little paternity stint. Yep. Away from Good Morning Football. Obviously, the Emmy-winning yep. morning show on NFL Network. We haven't chatted with him in a long time. Can't wait to catch up. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of Andy Rudd, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Pete Traeger. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Is that Paul Rudd's kid's name? Is that his name? I was trying yeah, to... Yeah, no. His, his son's name is Jack, but I'll take Andy. Fuck. Let's go. Andy I Green, apologize, Paul Jack. I remember the video. The video of you and him and Paul after the Super Bowl was like one of the best reaction videos that we had seen yeah. from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So I thought he deserved a little love. Didn't remember his name. That's 100% on me, Jack. I apologize. Shrakes, how's life? New baby, huh? There New baby, Shrakes. I can't wait for you, Pat. It's amazing. Um, no... No cynical or snide comments here. It's pretty cool. We got two in this house in a Brooklyn apartment, and they're running around all over the place. So uh, we're trying to make it work, bro. Well, we missed you on TV. Obviously, it's been great to have you back. I assume you're enjoying getting back into Good Morning Football. Not a lot to talk about right now. A lot of throwing shit at the wall everywhere. Are you enjoying (laughs) being back on Good Morning Football? Bro, that's where I thrive, oh, the yeah. throwing shit at the wall oh, segments. Yeah. Those are what I do best. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. You know, people love Super Bowl. They love talking about this, the schedule release. I'm all about the draft. And right now, you know, I talk to all the GMs and coaches as much yeah. as I can. I'm trying to sift through what's real and what's not. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate being back. And you said we won the Emmy last year. I got in the background here. I'm very proud of it. Not even nominated this year. So I don't know what to tell you, man. This is talk about being humbled. That's that's how I feel right now. So hey, those matter best to get back here. Listen, listen. I'm gonna this is gonna sound okay. We had a conversation about this earlier, actually, me and Peck. Yep. And AJ probably knows where I'm headed here. So the Emmy really matters, right? Like like people get very like I remember you guys won one, you got very excited. Now I thought everybody telling you how awesome your program is would have been like what you were seeking, but like the Emmys matter for your legacy. Cause me and Pac were talking about it like pro bowls, for instance, pro bowls are like voted on by a lot of people that don't know who should be going in. And when you get it, you're like incredibly honored by it. And when you don't, you have to immediately think like, uh, it doesn't fucking matter anyways. But then whenever, <laughs> right? you, talk, but then whenever you talk about people's legacies, you're like three-time Pro Bowler, four-time Pro Bowler. Like, it seems to matter. These sports Emmys, every single year they get, uh, obviously the nominations get out there and there's a lot of different categories and everything like that. And we, we've we never been nominated, obviously. And our people get, like, upset for us. And I'm like, yo, it's all good. Like, these people, I do not really put 
much stake in it. But for TV people, this is a big fucking deal, right? Maybe we should start viewing it that way as well, Shrakes? Look, it was validating in a way. And the, the part that you nailed was that people were like, yeah, you guys deserve it. And it's kind of like, hey, here, Jim Nance is at this event and you win. And Mike Tarico's at this event and you win. And like, that's cool. But you know, I was listening to a different podcast this week, Smartless, which is like Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett and Sh- Sean Hayes or Sky, whatever it is. And they're talking, they're talking to John Favreau and they were talking about how like the gatekeepers of all these things are kind of being taken down a little bit in that like their podcast are just three guys talking. And you guys, with what you guys do, you didn't need a network behind you. You didn't need to be validated by some you know, executive in a suit. You didn't need producers to come in and say, no, actually, don't do it this way. And I would say you guys have a bigger audience than, than all the shows that are being nominated in these things. So I wouldn't worry about not winning a sports Emmy or not being nominated. I think the validation is that the response you guys get on a daily basis from people around the industry. Trey, this ain't about me, okay? This ain't about us. All right, we are. This is about like people that are in the TV world, though. That's a big deal, right? It's like, uh, like there's people that get very, very honored. It feels like, and I'm like happy for them. Like, there's people that I have a lot of respect for, a lot of respect for, like Reese Davis. Yeah. Reese Davis, I yeah. guess, has never won one of these things, but Reese Davis, so fucking good at what he does, yep. and literally everybody's just like, "Yo, Reese." You're fucking incredible at what you do, but like has never won one. And I've never asked Reese personally, but a lot of people that know Reese have been like, hey, if Reese was to win one of these, this would be a big fucking deal for Reese, blah, 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 the way they talk about it. I'm like, hell yeah, let's get Reese one of these then. It is a goal, I assume, whenever you get in the TV world. That's like what people are thinking of whenever you get in there? No, I think it's really cool and it's an honor, um, but I don't... To me, it's, you know, show up to work every day, do the best job you can. And like, I think it's cool to be there. And the event itself is cool because everyone's in the building. Like, I didn't know, you know, Holly Rowe or Leslie Visser, and these are legends, and I, like, got to meet them last year. And, you know, you see all the executives, and they've got to kind of acknowledge your existence. So for me, who was a sports writer who got into this thing, it's really cool to have the validation of an Emmy. But, like, if I tell you that I, like, lost a second of sleep over not being nominated, I'm like, all right, well, we won it last year. Let's try to get back on the horse and do what we can. But it doesn't validate, I don't think. Okay, cool. And that acknowledgement, everybody wants to be on the side, even the Pro Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. when it's on that side, it always feels good, as it should. Yeah. But I'm happy to hear it That's doesn't break people, you know, because that would be <laughs> a tough existence if, yeah. if that was the case. Because damn. Oh, shit, I got one. So I don't know how it feels. Oh! Like AJ, uh, go ahead, pal. Shriggs, I was going to pivot to the draft. Let's say the top yeah. 15 picks. Is there anything you think is going to happen that maybe we're not giving much attention to right now? We're not talking about like someone sliding, maybe someone jumping up, teams doing something we I don't know may happen. Two and three are interesting now. I think everyone thought it was going to be chalk quarterback, quarterback. And Adam Schefter had a report this morning that I've been hearing as well, that Houston is not a lock to go quarterback number two. And you might say, oh, that's BS. That's what they're just putting out there. They want to see uh, and I shake everything up. Last year, up until about 48 hours before the draft, it was like, Houston's going to go Sauce Gardner three, or Houston's going to do this at three. And they took Derek Stingley, a corner, before Sauce Gardner, the corner. And Stingley's been fine, and he's going to have a great career. But I don't think Nick Casario, who comes from that New England Patriots background, is worried about mock drafts, and with his guaranteed contract, is worried about what the, the public reaction might be. So if they don't fall in love with both quarterbacks, I could see Houston being a spot where a team – wants to trade up can trade up or they just go a different direction i think the cardinals 
plenty of reports saying that teams have been calling. I think they would love to trade back and collect more picks. Their roster uh, is in desperate need of, of multiple players, not just the third overall player. So to me, I think there could be a huge shakeup right at the top at two and three, and I think that's where this thing starts. Okay, so with all the conversations you've been having with GMs, and obviously we've seen you with damn near everybody, Combine Week, you were obviously at St. Elmo's with Andy Reid. Yep. We had boots on the ground in a couple different restaurants, saw you potentially speaking to uh, Sean Payton, right. make yeah. everybody else in there. You know everybody pretty much, it feels like. Is the uh, you know, we're all kind of saying, okay, Bryce Young's going one to Carolina. C.J. Stroud's going to go two to Houston. Now, that's been changed, but maybe somebody will trade up in there to get C.J. Stroud. And then, like, at three, four, five, Hennon Hooker's coming in. Like, we don't, we don't really see anybody. Is that the tiers that GMs have as well? Like, is Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud? Or do you feel, do you get the sense that a lot of GMs feel that all of them are NFL quarterbacks and there might be more movement in the top ten than we could imagine? I think there's a clear one and two, and it depends how you stack them. I know some teams have Stroud above Young, and others have Young above above Stroud. Um, And then there's a little bit of a gap as far as the certainty goes. And then you've got that Richardson-Levis as that next group, and then Hooker is probably that that next group after that. So you've got those five names that you're hearing the most about. Um, It's an interesting draft because everyone you know knows about Will Anderson. Uh, but there's going to be other guys. Tyree, I think Wilson out of out of Texas Tech is going to jump up in this thing. I think Nolan Smith, the pass rusher out of Georgia, is not getting any love right four, now. Four, and that's four, a guy three, eight. That, four, three, eight. Yeah, and guess what? I'm told this guy might go as high as top eight, and I haven't seen him in any of the He's an engineer. He's a mathematician. He's a mathematician. Smart dude. Yeah. was on a defense with a lot of talented guys who went early last got year. Hurt. So there's those names. And then there's like guys that just teams fall in love with. I've got a team. Who, who told me, like, look, this Emmanuel Forbes, who I'm sure Pat can talk about, is a cornerback who is 160 pounds. But he is 160 pounds of pure dog. dog. And he has pick sixes all over the place. And, like, that's not a name that you're hearing as far as, like, top 15. But if a team falls in love with that, they will take him top 15. It's one of those drafts where you can pick what you want and there's not a chalk pick after the first couple. And I think it's going to be interesting because the wide receiver group isn't what it's been. And the offensive line isn't what it's been. So it's one of those deals. Pick the player that you like. And I think that's kind of a mess for some of these mock draft guys. Yeah, I'd assume the mock draft people aren't exactly thrilled. They've been making big changes every single week. We'll see Mitt's new one. He came in dead last yep. uh, last year when uh, ranked to all the mock draft people. You came in first, actually. That's right. Yep. So the thing that you put out that one mock draft, I do believe, a year maybe. I don't know what your normal plan is. You had I'm the best do one. Two. Yeah, I do too. So I do one that's going to come out this coming week, and it'll probably be posted on Tuesday on NFL.com. And then the day before the draft, I'll give you my latest information. What I always say is this, um, and thank you for for giving me my flowers there. I've had other years where I come in dead last as well. Uh, Since Mitz has started, Mitz has come in dead last. So you're okay. Not that Mitz Here's how I look at it, though. Like, you know, I really respect the hell out of Mel Kuyper. I think he's one of the best. And obviously, Daniel Jeremiah on NFL Network and Todd McShay, those guys do great work. And Lewis Riddick, all of them. And they're worth reading, all that stuff. I I don't have a scouting background. I don't fancy myself a scout. As I always say, and I humbly say it, I don't know shit about, like, the, the way that this guy fits in that scheme and this guy would fit in that scheme. What I do know is that I can tell you the boards on some of these teams and where they're leaning. And so I try to be most accurate on what I think is going to happen, oh, not what I would humans. do if I'm the scout, not if I was a GM, because I'll never be a GM. But I can do the best job I can as a reporter to tell you where this team is leaning and how I'm hearing things around the league. Yeah, I think that's the smartest way to do it. And obviously you had success for us. I mean, you yeah, helped yeah. us out immensely every single draft season. But that's like um, people that are trying to be other scouts and other GMs, they're not that person. 
if they were that person, they would be the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, that person probably thinks a little differently. You're trying to think how that person might think. And that's a tough thing to do. Hearing what it's they're tough. saying about the people is the best information you could have. Yeah. And you have it all the time. So it's fucking beautiful. You need to know that. <laughs> Honestly, and yeah, this, and this so is they, your, this is your they season. they throw me for a loop and they... Yeah, they purposely throw me, uh, you know, one that's wrong, and you got to try to track that down and see. Are they just trying to throw the scent off? But that's part of the game. I enjoy it. Connor has a question for you, Shrags. Yeah, Shrags. There's yeah. been a lot of conversation about the 49ers QB situation. We obviously all saw the Trey Lance photo of him, Mahomes, and Dante Moore working out. What are you hearing around them? Is there any chance they go after a Lamar or a Rodgers if something were to fall through, or are they definitely just going to roll with Purdy once he gets back and healthy? I think they're going to roll with Purdy, Lance, and Darnold and see the best man wins. The problem with the Niners situation is that they, you know, the draft picks aren't there right now for them to trade and get a Rodgers or a Lamar and make that deal. Um, I, you know, Kyle Shanahan has a way with, you know, w- you know, making it work with whatever quarterback he has, but we still haven't had the opportunity to see him with one of these absolute studs. You know, you go through his history, whether he got the best out of Matt Schaub or he got the best out of Robert Griffin or he got the best out of Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan, and the list goes on. Um, but I don't think Lamar or Aaron Rodgers are destined for San Francisco. They got a situation over there, mm-hmm. you know, at that quarterback position because I've seen Trey Lance, his whole body, yeah. spinning it, throwing great balls with a hat on, yeah. with a hat, ice ball yeah. cap. <laughs> I know. And then there was another photo that got out there, and all anybody wanted to talk about was other things. But I've seen him throwing an absolute dime with mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Yard. He could be a guy. We have no clue. Brock Purdy, three months. We've said they'll find out more about his whole recovery from Tommy Yawn, supportive, not full <laughs> Tommy Yawn that he got. And then they also brought in Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. who a lot of people say, like, Sam Darnold could be perfect for that offense yeah. with how we played at the end of the year last year. Excited to see how they make it work, who they make it work with. Pac-Man has a question for you, Shrakes. Trish, you just said <clears throat> that um, the one team just had to fall in love. The board have switched a little bit. To me, before this, Jalen Carter was the best player. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're talking about the two quarterbacks. Is there any way you think that Jalen Carter slips to number three spot to Houston? Yeah, I think I think Carter can go anywhere from you know two to Houston to three to Arizona to somewhere in the top ten or falling out. Now the thing with Carter, okay, which is interesting, is that you know he's not taking those visits, and that was well reported that he's not taking visits teams outside the top ten. I, you guys had Drew Rosenhaus on yourselves. You talked to him about it, and it's what everyone else was saying. Drew is too good of an agent and has been around too many players to be arrogant enough to say, I just think he's going to be a top 10 pick. Drew must have had someone say he's going to be in the top 10 and don't worry about it. Don't make this young man go and relive that moment or relive all you know the things that are being said you about You think I've never done like a draft before? <laughs> that's what he actually said. That's a great take. Great take. I watched it because I was curious. And he's right, though. You know, that's a risky move if it's a guy who isn't going to go in the top 10, but he must have a great assurance that don't worry, your dude is one of the top two, if not the best defender in this draft, and we're going to take him, and we're going to trust that our system and our building is going to get the most out of him. That was amazing to hear yeah. Drew say yeah. that. I was offended. I was offended by these people who think I've never – just last draft, guy traded up to 11 to get one of my clients. You don't think mm-hmm. I've done a draft before? It was like, <laughs> damn, we were actually the ones saying – Hey, what's he doing? What's he doing? Drew, Drew, we apologize for kind of forgetting your resume, pal. Ty has a question for you. Shregs, obviously everyone knows your relationship with McVay. Uh, This past offseason, there was the whole Willie, won't he retire, maybe Uh like Amazon, and then he, you know, gave a lot of his assistant coaches the opportunity potentially 
interview somewhere else. Given everything that's going on in LA, with I mean, they're practically you know hitting the the restart or the rebuild. How close do you think McVay was to actually potentially retiring, walking away, or like going to Amazon? I think I don't know about the Amazon role even being available, so I wouldn't say the Amazon thing. But I think he he thought long and hard, and I think that I thought based on conversations with him and we, we were talking daily that he was going to take a couple of weeks, maybe a month to figure out what he was going to do. And the Rams were giving him that space. And they said, if you need a year off to clear your head and come back, that's fine. Like the Rams were awesome about it. Um, he took did about he go three into a days black hole. Did he go up to Oregon? He didn't. Okay. He didn't, he didn't do that. Um, <laughs> I, but honestly he did. He, I mean, he was calling everybody and he was trying to get everyone's thoughts. And at the end of the day, like, I, I don't think he was going to do that to Matthew Stafford. I don't think he's going to do that to Cooper Cup. And he didn't need the full year away. And no one was pushing him to do that, but he was considering it. I will tell you this, and I see you guys playing the pickleball all the time, and I'm Sorry. jealous as hell. I wish I could just hang with that crew and just get in a workout every once in a while. But Come on. he and Stafford, he and Stafford are playing tennis often. Like these guys are, are and the word is that Stafford and Cup are both healthy right now. They didn't participate in any offseason stuff last year. Uh, you know, based on what I'm hearing, they're going to be participating in offseason stuff. And there's kind of this, okay. you know, remember us feel to all of those guys that remain. And it's Aaron Donald and it's Cup and it's Stafford and it's Sean, where it's, hey, you know, don't don't forget about us. We still we still have some stuff left to prove also. So he's coming back and he's doubled down. And I think he's in a good place. I don't know. Look, he was in a good place last year at this time after they won the Super Bowl. And then it quickly went dark once they had all the injuries and he had to dig out of that hole. So I feel like um, there was there was a consideration, but now that he's all in and Stafford's all in, like I think they're good to go, and I think they're looking at this as, hey, we could. This is not a rebuilding year for us. We could still run this thing back. Yeah, it's a reload year. Let's oh, go. Okay. Let's go. All right. I like to hear that. That's the first time we've heard that. I don't know if you reported that before. That's big news that Matthew Stafford healthier than he's been because yeah. spinal concussion, big deal. Like that yeah. is, or, that's a that's a career ender for some people. And with where that's the you, hope? Yeah. Go ahead. They could have done. A, they could have done a million things. They could have traded Stafford. They could have done a lot of things. They're sticking by him. So I mean, to me, that's the hope. And Sean's not coming back to have a quarterback carousel. Like this is his guy. Um, and the two of these guys are attached right now, at least for this season, attached to the hip to try to make this work. And um, they've got the most draft picks of any team in the NFL this year. I know they don't have the first pick, and you laugh about the f them picks thing, but like they feel like they can reload and they trust their front office and that they're going to be competitive this season. Go ahead, AJ. Shregs, where is uh, Will Anderson going to go? I know last year at this time, weren't we talking, hey, if this guy's coming out, he's far and away number one pick next year. Do we just have too much time to evaluate him? I feel like there's different reports out there of where he may go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He can go as high as two or three, or he could fall to, you know, four or five, whatever. Uh, I remember last year, Ikea Kwanu was the big name. Um, and, of course, it went like this crazy waiver. It's like, oh, Aiden Hutchinson's a slam dunk. And then once we started hearing about how Trent Balky and, and those guys felt about Trayvon Walker, he was number one. But Ikea Kwanu, by the time the draft came, was like, all right, well, he's the first non-defensive you know, defensive end going. And he went six. So Will Anderson, uh, you know, there's not a negative thing about him. This guy has got a, a, an awesome motor, an awesome story. He's, he's the only brother, and he's got five sisters um, and, and an awesome family. And he comes from uh, a great program, obviously, at Alabama, where everyone says that he's the dude. Uh, but I don't know anymore in the draft. There's guys who love this Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, and there's people who love Jalen Carter. And I'm telling you, Nolan Smith out of Georgia is getting a lot of buzz too. So it, Anderson almost seems too good to be true. And you know what? Sometimes teams overthink it, and they say, give me the freak. Yes. Give me Wilson, even though he's got the foot injury. I'm going to go with that instead. 
And that might be the case come draft day. Paralysis by over-analysis happens. You can yeah. talk yourself out of some great things if you just keep thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. No. All right, let's start picking it apart. We feel too good about it. Yeah. Well, how many people are getting paid in here? Uh, 30 people are getting paid in here. Okay, well, I want to hear everybody's reasoning for why this is a bad idea now because leadership, I'm supposed to hear bad ideas as well. And then somebody says to me, oh, it's right. And then you talk yourself out of something. And then there's another potential dreamer that you could get there. I think it happens in all buildings. It's nice to hear that you think that that happens in the NFL. All genres of business. Like that happens. Yeah. I think it happens in, in media. It happens in finance. It happens in everything where you start overthinking the obvious thing. Now, whether or not you think Will Anderson is the obvious thing is the question. This Wilson came to the combine and stretched his arms out and he was 86-inch wingspan. And a team sees that and says, well, hell, I don't, I don't know what he did at the combine and he didn't do much at the pro day because of a foot injury. But gosh, I know what a defensive end at 6'6 and has an 86-inch wingspan can do. Um, I'll take that sometimes over the, the more sure thing in the college game. All you need is one. All you need is one team interested. We've seen that. I think this draft... Should be spectacular. Should be awesome. April 27th will be live, obviously. Shregs will be live on NFL Network Friday and Saturday of that weekend. It is a fantastic thing for the NFL. You're watching a lot of dreams come true. Whenever he said Will could drop to four or five overall, (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember them talking about that. And then I got picked 222. I'm like, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel waiting around there with full 30 picks. That's right. That was crazy. You know, and AJ really? had to wait until five. He was oh supposed to go God. two. Yeah. That was an excruciating what a nightmare. That was an excruciating hour and a half. Yeah. Long time. I mean, oh my God. Jeez. I was staring down. I think Sunday I had AJ going, going back to school. My mock draft. Did you to the I Saints? Think I had AJ going too. Yeah, to the Saints. I thought that was the, the Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Jay Cutler draft. And I think I had AJ going two to the Saints. And I believe I had Reggie Bush going one to the Texans. So I was off on that draft. And the reason why you had that is because Sean Payton had that. Mm -hmm. That was how he was thinking. Then when Reggie Bush was available, Sean Payton goes, oh, sorry, AJ. I mean, fucking Reggie (laughs) Bush. Reggie. (laughs) Got to do what we got to do. And AJ had to wait. Oh, my God. Three more picks. It's terrible. Yuck. Man. Way to go, AJ. Way to battle through that. Congrats, Hawk. Adversity. Tone Diggs has a question for you, Shrek. To the paralysis yeah. by analysis point and overanalyzing, it felt like everyone was gushing out over all of the quarterbacks after the combine and after some pro days. But I remember last year, like Malik Willis was basically a guaranteed oh, yeah. number one after his pro day, and he fell, and Ritter was going to go 32 to the lines, and he fell. Is there a chance that after Stroud and Bryce Young go, that Anthony Redston and Will Levis do go outside of the top 10? Do you think they're a top 10, or is there a chance they could fall into the 20s? Are you hearing anything that as they as the guys get back to tape and looking at that? It's a cautionary tale. It's a great question. Last year, Malik Willis, and I hadn't heard it from many teams, but you would see these mock drafts, and it's like Malik Willis is going to go three to Detroit, and well, okay, I, I, you know, and it's and people get excited about the quarterback, and I work on a daily football show that's three hours, and you guys work on a daily show. People would rather talk about the quarterbacks than the offensive guard. It's just what it is. Um, and if you don't have a quarterback in your building, there's this pressure to go and maybe take a swing and get one. What's interesting this year is that there's two teams and they're sitting at five and six, five being the Seahawks who already have a quarterback on a one year, essentially $27 million deal in Geno Smith that went to the playoffs last year and a team at six with the Detroit Lions who have Jared Goff with two more years remaining, who were just one game shy of the playoffs, who have multiple picks. So you start wondering, is that the spot for these guys? But if five and six go and those quarterbacks aren't taken and you look around the league and you know, it seems like Atlanta and Arthur Smith, who you guys, uh, you know, have had on, I believe, uh, you know, they seem happy with Ritter. And then you start going team by team by team. And 
it, it could be a, it could be a, an opposite of what we thought for the pro day where Richardson throws a football and it hits the ceiling and everyone's like, Oh, he's going free overall to the right, Cardinals. Oh, yeah. slow down. That's not how this works. Um, Sometimes the news cycle is a little ahead of what these teams are thinking and we get it caught up on it no. because it's exciting and it's fun, but it might not necessarily be the case. I don't do that. Not no. us. We don't do that. We would never. Never. I know you guys don't do that at Good Morning Football either, right? That's we do it more than anyone. Oh, yeah. You guys actually have them on for like two-hour segments mm-hmm. after they do it. After. Oh, my gosh. We hey. bring them on. We tell them they're going to be the next Joe Montana. We do it all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wrestled an alligator two weeks ago. You're going to be the number one tackle taken this year, even though uh, no, you guys want to come do three hours on our show the next two days. They're great TV, sure. though. Normally great TV. Yeah. Great TV. Uh, you know, it's fun because we have all these prospects on, so you get to know them a little bit. But uh, it, you know, you finish the segment, you're like, I really like that guy. And then you get on the guy who's his peer at the same position and you come off and you're like, I really like that guy. All these guys are great. So I agree. it's easy to fall in love with them. It's just, you got to be able to discern at some point, oh, this guy actually isn't going to go to this team. This guy might drop a little bit. Yeah. This guy actually fifth rounder, sixth yeah. rounder, still yeah. good though. Still yeah. got drafted to the NFL. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah. But not everybody's going to be a top five pick. You know why? Why's that? Because there's only five of them. That's true. Uh, so that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to to kind of be outside of there. Pac-Man was what? Six? Six. Pac-Man, you went six? Six yeah. was cl- si- Almost there. Almost. Almost. Five, but awesome not player. athletic enough. Awesome player. <laughs> yes. Close. I remember interviewing Pac-Man after a yes. – um, it was it was Ravens-Bangles, and it was when A.J. Green and Steve Smith were going back and forth in an awesome shootout. And I was in the locker room afterwards, and I don't know, man, you were one of my favorite guys to interview post-game. It's an awesome quote always, and you always brought it, and uh, you were good to the media. You guys were – What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Something about Steve Smith? Just, just, uh, yeah, just appreciating the showdown, like loving the game and like you know, just what it was. But it was never a blamed quote. It was never something that I was like, oh, man, I just missed my opportunity to get a good post-game quote. Always a great post-game interview, and I always appreciated that. Baby Pac. Go oh, Pac, man. Feels like everybody talks about you, speaks glowingly of you, except yeah. for that guy that you knocked out in the airport. A couple more other people. Yeah, a couple other places. Yeah, a couple. Saints right now. The Saints fans. Oh, they kill me right now. They kill me. Yeah, that's gonna happen though. And I said, tell me a game that y'all had that y'all didn't allow 300 yards that wasn't a division game. Yeah, well, I don't know if you said all that. Well, I said it, but it was implied. Yeah, I'm on your side. Listen, in this particular profession, Shrakes knows this, and they're like one of the most positive shows of all time. We try to be as well. You're into pain a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're into pain a yeah, lot. Right. And there's a chance, you know, like there's a chance somebody is going, you're going to get got and get dunked on. Mm-hmm. You just got to take it on the shins for a good 24, 48 hours. It's easy. And then hop right back on the horse. That's right. I, I love one of my favorite highlights is Sean Kemp dunking on Chris Gatling. And it's a famous clip. And Chris Gatling gets up and just slaps Sean Kemp's vibe. And he's like, bro, yeah. you got me. That's what it is. Yeah. That happens. I'm going to get mocked and ridiculed for a while about this. <laughs> But had to happen. Whatever. Could have got a block there. Exactly. Could have got a good mm-hmm. block there. Last question from us before we let you go. And, yeah. you know, you're talking to everybody. Let's say a team doesn't get the quarterback that they're looking for because apparently mm-hmm. there's only maybe two of them that some teams are looking for. They're then, they are then going to make an offer to the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson to get a deal done for him to become their quarterback. Uh, is Houston not looking at a quarterback? Does that mean, whoa, 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 are they thinking about getting in the veteran quarterback game? Are they thinking about maybe bringing in Lamar Jackson? Or, you know, the Colts, what are they thinking about? Maybe Jim Irsay sells a couple guitars. Yeah. Maybe some cars. Maybe a manuscript or two that has been found. Hell he gets yeah. rid of them and he, he, can, he puts the money up to get Lamar Jackson. What do you think about that whole situation, and how does that play out? 
The Lamar thing is tricky because of the actual negotiating of the contract that has to be done in addition to finding the trade partner. So last year in the draft, one of the great things that Howie Roseman was able to do was not only make a trade with the Tennessee Titans, but in real time, locate the agent, Tory Dandy, and find a way to negotiate a monster $100 million contract with A.J. Brown in less than 15 minutes. If a team is going to trade for Lamar, this is going to be a $200 million contract that you need to negotiate with Lamar without an agent in real time because you're not making that trade if you, Lamar is going to then say the same thing and say, wait a second, I don't want to play for this team either. That's what makes the trade for Lamar a little tricky here. You would have to get assurances that he would want to go to that team, that the terms are right, and all that would have to happen before an actual trade is made. And then on top of that, you're giving two first-round picks, and the Ravens get a chance to potentially you know, match whatever it is and say, okay, well, if that's the number, then we can go from there. I, you know, I think everyone thought the Odell signing was the green light that this thing is going to get done. Pat, we're at Wednesday afternoon. It hasn't gotten done. I think the Ravens have done everything they can on paper short of giving him that money that he wants, and this isn't done yet. So it's a very tricky situation. Um, a lot of balls in the air. It's not as clean as it might have been with other players in other positions. So they haven't done everything. Important part of it. For- They've done everything. Well, the money. That's the key thing. I well, mean, that's, that's, a negotiation. that's the money. Yeah, that's- they, they're, t- they're saying short of the money. They've done everything. They, they <laughs> typed up the receiver. email. Yep. They typed up the email. the email. They made the, hey, no, this said the words. You know. Said the words. <laughs> That's a funny way to word that. That was awesome. Trags, I love you, man. We can't thank you uh, enough for joining us again. And we're excited to follow along during draft season as you relay the messages that you're getting from around the NFL. You were the best mock draft in the, in the entire mock draft sphere last oh, year. Hell yeah. And we thank you for it. I appreciate having me back on, guys. You know, I love your crew, and I love the gang. And, uh, yeah, let's go. I'll keep on watching. And, Pat, congrats on all your uh, success in the personal life stuff, too. That's amazing. You're going to hey, love it. Baby coming soon, huh, Shrakes? That's amazing. It's truly a gift, dude. It's, it's a blessing. Be happy. I am. I'm, I'm very excited and pumped. I had a chance to hold a baby this past weekend at Easter. Nice. Go. Okay, so I think I look natural. I think like naturally yeah, did it because okay. good form. Just because we're speaking of baby around my house, like my algorithm is has yeah, put right, some baby Dalvin. stuff. Yep. My algorithm knows I'm having a baby too. Yes, of like, course. Knows that we're having a baby. So there's been baby stuff that has shown up in my timeline where I've gotten, gotten to see like technique. I'm a big like I need to see it done. And then once I see it yeah. done, I can normally mimic the movement to get it done. So I've been able to see some film. What you can't see on film though, and you can't tell how fast teams are, you know, mm-hmm. on film, and you can't feel how physical they are on film. I couldn't see on film on my timeline from the algorithm, like, hey, little bit of, you know, like shoulder got a little tired, Go a little through. sore, <laughs> arm got a little <laughs> tired, a little bit sore, and I'm like, that was like a real soreness. I'm like, am I gonna be able to cut it? You know, that would be an embarrassment. I can't, you know. So I've hit the fuck. You should see. I'm being cradling a goddamn uh, salt. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, what, are, what are those things called? Kettlebell. 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 I've been cradling yeah. a kettlebell here to try to wake up these ones <laughs> and these ones here because that's what I felt like 30 minutes into holding uh, the baby this past weekend. I'm like, oh no, I might cut out for this. That'd be an embarrassment. They say women just pick it up no problem. They oh, just yeah. have like superhuman strength. Yep. I'm like, what? No, and they're superheroes. Yeah, uh, agree. They're they're a different breed. They're a different breed than us, man. They're gonna be. Uh, they're. Yeah. My wife is completely natural uh, in this thing. Can just do it all and everything. And like the baby's crying and I freak out. I'm like, should we go to the hospital? And she's like, no, it's good. He's allowed to cry. It's okay. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> hey, you're a legend. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you, dude. Hey, you're back on Good Morning Football. 
back. I'm going to take a couple of weeks here and there, but yes, we're back. Okay. We're in. Yeah. We're back. Hey, take nice. a day. Take a day. You deserve it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, father, brand new again as of late, Emmy winner, uh, Emmy winner and draft expert, Pete Schrager. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. He's great. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> What's your problem? Hey, I always I always love when Shrek's is on. He's really good. Nah, they're towards the end. You There's really something else. <laughs> There's something else. You were real close. You were laughing. When you laugh, it makes me laugh sometimes. Natural. He was saying so much good stuff, too, because women are superheroes in this entire operation. Yeah. What I've learned from watching my wife go through this pregnancy is stuff that I wish they could somehow teach, you know, like kids, mm -hmm. so that we could all get along a lot quicker, more efficient, sure. and easier, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like what she and her body have been going through <laughs> Is absolutely insane. Happy that I was not born mm -hmm. with the duty to do that yep. or the capability to do that. But that has certainly been a topic of conversation in a lot of places, which is why you, okay, tried to make it a talk you, conversation. Yeah. Why do you think <laughs> so you saw the way good. you looked at me? You looked at me that way, and you know it. You know better than that. All right. Um, let's get to a break because we have overrun a guest. A lot of people want to come on a program these days. It's been Great. nice. It's very, week. very nice. You know, I bitched publicly about booking this show. Right. Numerous times. It's like a bird call. Like, will somebody... Yeah. Need this a, is a professional. Somebody fucking yeah. do this. Will yeah. somebody help us? Need a pro. And we didn't get any of those people. No. Tried. But we we have gotten a lot more people that are like, hey, we'd love to come on the show. Just it's let like, me know. Thank you for taking this awkward step that I you normally have to take yeah. out of it. Jet Passon's been one of those guys. Let's go. Oh, Ass up yeah. the jet, baby. Jet's like, hey, love coming on, man. Enjoy talking yeah. to you guys. It's like, hey, we fucking love having you yeah, on. You're the best. I feel like I built our friendship, our relationship. Mm -hmm. So now I'll send a text. Hey, Jet, any way we want to hit the runway tomorrow? Yeah. And he goes, he sends me back to GIF. <laughs> Loading up the jet fuel. Yeah. Like, Missile's yeah. locked. My man. Still booking, but it's much easier mm -hmm. and less awkward. Right. Life much better. Mm -hmm. Does I'll that say. change anything for the future? Great question. Oh. Up to something. Oh. Season's cooking. Hell yeah. All right. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Jet Passon's on the other side. We're going to talk about baseball. Hell yeah. Normally, that'd be incredibly boring, but the way Jet Passon talks about it, pretty good. Yeah. Plus, after yesterday, no hitter in a cycle. We're a baseball program. Exactly. We're, we're getting into it more. We're a baseball program. One day at a time. Got a fucking bat right here. Uh -huh. right. What's that? I don't know. A ball? Bang, it's gone. That hit the hole. I'm fucking on first base right now. That's right. Sorry about it. Thought I was going to hit that. Java. Oh. Java's right. I mean, that would have been amazing. No, this is why we ask, like, is it easy to slap the ball the other way? I was going to say you're a natural pull hitter. Yeah, you yeah. know how to. Cutting promo, throwing ball, hitting it, missing Java. Mm -hmm. But if Java's right here, I'm fucking pushing it. Yeah, Push it yeah. the other Exactly. Yeah. Old studio, though, did take a bat off a of TV. It did. Mm. TV stayed alive. That wasn't... These things are right in the strike zone here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not anymore because we're a baseball program. That's yeah. right. Joining us now is not only a senior insider, but also the voice of an entire sport for most of a generation. Yeah. He's a friend of the program. He's a man who knows everything. Mm -hmm. And he predicted that this one rule change that was implemented into the Major League Baseball system this particular year would change everything, would make the games more exciting. They have been. Not as exciting as the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds baseball games True. that had a final score of 24 to 23 yesterday. Yeesh. But the games have been 30 minutes shorter. It feels like interest is at an all-time high, and it's because this man's big brain is a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, gas it up. Jet Passing. Yeah. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great. Hey, Connor. Okay. 
Wear the diamonds, you moron. Oh, it, Honestly. <laughs> it's a good idea. We'll see what put happens. It, no, put it on. Let's see the brooch. No, no, no. I, no, I, do I, it. I, I thought do it, it worked for a tie. Well, you no, want to have the blood diamond? No. Oh, you want to you want to be the martyr here? Put them on. Do it. Someone no. gave you diamonds. No, Jed, I'm not just some clown, okay? I'm a clown. No, Listen no, to anybody. <laughs> okay? Hey, Jed, how about that Pac-Man getting diamonds for the crew here? That's Real. a big-time gift. Yeah. I, I was going to say, that's a dude right there. That's someone you want to have in yeah. your crew. It's oh, a great it's a great addition to the show. I love it. Thank you, Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man. What happened with Connor, you think? What, what's the deal with this guy? Yeah, what happened, Batman? Why don't you tell us? <laughs> Connor's a mark. He is. <laughs> there you go. He is, isn't he? There you go. He is. He's going to look fantastic, as we all are, because of the gifts that Edgardo, Pooch, and Pac-Man Jones oh, yeah. obviously yeah. did for mm -hmm. us. We're very thankful. Let's talk to you, though, Jet. You look really good. Were you on TV today? Do you wake up? The hair looks fantastic. Or are we mid-hits right now? Because baseball season, there's games, what, every single day? Every oh, day. Yeah. For the next seven months right or whatever. Now. Are you always on? Are we doing TV today? And what are we talking about? No TV so far. This is just for you, Pat. Like, I, you know, if I come into the program, I want to make this the baseball program. I want to look good. Okay. You look good. You feel good. You talk good. I mean... We're going to have it at bat now that AJ's back here. Like, no. everything's just lining right up. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not, I was no. just letting you know that we are a baseball program. We had a D2 baseball player mm -hmm. in the Thunderdome just yesterday. We talked to Brady Ware, the man who hit for a cycle and threw a per, uh, no hitter in the same damn yep. game on Friday. They won 24 to 23 yesterday. Is that going to start happening in the MLB? And if that's the case, baseball is at an all time high, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to have any twenty-four to twenty-three games in in MLB. We're a lot likely to have a one-nothing game. The, I mean, the pitching in baseball this year has been awesome. And uh, okay. you know, I go back to the one-nothing game uh, down in Miami uh, about a week and a half ago, and Sandy Alcantara, who was the NL Cy Young winner, went out and pitched an absolute gem. The game was over in an hour and fifty-seven minutes, Pat. Uh, like okay. the that. idea that a baseball game can be played in an hour and 57 minutes, uh, you know, for all of the people who watch this show and who might just be casual baseball fans yeah. and who won't get on board with the game because they feel like it's going to be a three and a half hour commitment every night. Like that's a lot to do. It's not that way anymore. Like a fraction of games have lasted three hours this year. The average time of game is two hours, 38 minutes. And so the investment Boom. to That's be a baseball fan right now is as low as it's ever been before. And once you start watching, you get hooked because it, it is truly a great game. Jet, is what group of people, I guess, embrace this, these rule changes that have made things much faster? Are there certain pitchers that are pissed off? I know I've seen Bryce Harper made comments a couple weeks ago. Oh. Who, like, I guess who is not completely on board with all this? Bryce hates it, AJ? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I thought I saw something. Yeah. Juan Soto. Yeah, no, he's not He's not wrong. Bryce isn't a fan. Juan Soto's not a fan. You know who doesn't like it? It's control freaks. And I, I say that, like, I say that in a complimentary fashion. Oh, of course. The way, no, no, no. Yeah, no, the way that Bryce Harper and Juan Soto controlled their at-bats, the way that they were able to dictate the pace standing in the batter's box was something that really played in their favor and they used it to their advantage. And when you have this situation, it's not the pitcher dictating anymore. It's not the hitter dictating. Like the clock is the God in baseball right now. And it tells you if it's down to triple zero, then you're going to have an automatic ball if you're a pitcher. And if you're not staring at the pitcher at the eight second mark of the clock, you're going to have a strike. And so 
it, it's another element to the game that I find fascinating because they got to adjust. And if you don't adjust, you're going to be penalized for it. And players understand it's a lot easier if you're a hitter to hit on a 0-0 count than it is 0-1. Just as it's a lot easier to pitch if it's 0-0 rather than 1-0. Is that what the, everything I'm doing right now, that is potentially yeah, yeah. before oh, a yeah. ball is even pitched, oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not yeah, you would have two violate. You would have had three violations in the time that I answered that right there. But I'm like, saying old baseball. Be, that would be how Bryce Harper would control that whole you're thing. You're not going to be excessive in old. Oh yeah, like the pitcher. I mean, the pitcher has to mentally sit there, pitching against a good hitter. Right, yeah, Harper's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. obviously home run uh, contest, home run he derby winner, yeah, former MVP. So he's doing this before a ball is even pitched. He's made that pitcher think four different times already on like when he wants to put his pitch, so the anxiety potentially building. And in that particular sport, all you need to be is just off a little bit and fucking ball's gone, right? Yeah. So that's it's a massive disadvantage for guys that used to play head games in the batter's box. Is that what you're thinking? It could be, but you also could use it to your advantage too. That's the beauty of the clock. Like if you're a pitcher, you can come set extremely quickly and be ready to throw a pitch and then wait and wait and wait. And then the next time you get the ball, you can come set extremely quickly and go. I mean, baseball is nothing more than a, the attempt of one person to disrupt another person's timing. Like, it's all a timing game. That's the only way that you're hitting 95. It's if you're on time. And that's why pitchers, you know, you see Nestor Cortez with the Yankees oh, yeah. doing it, Johnny Cueto with the Marlins. That's why you have these funky deliveries because if you throw it one way one time and then the next time it's a little bit different – then guys are going to be off by a little bit. And the, the clock still allows for that. It just doesn't allow for it nearly as much as it used to. Okay, one baseball question for me before the boys have theirs, and I know Pac has a question for you as well. Excited to hear you talk about baseball and fashions that I don't know because I haven't watched a fucking game yet, except for the fact that the cruise missile broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Clutch is back in Pittsburgh. Cruise missile broke his leg. I saw that clip. I haven't talked about it. Let's talk about another team that I picked up last year because the fucking trumpets. Okay, and I know Edwin Diaz obviously had that misfortunate uh, incident at the World Baseball Classic where he got hurt in a tournament that obviously doesn't affect anything in the MLB after getting paid, and he'll be out. Freak accident. It's a shame he's gone. I was asked to ask you from a man named Michael Cole, who's a Mets fan, how come we have a massive salary cap, the biggest in all of sport, and we have the same exact team we had last year, and we stink, I believe, is his question. How did that happen? Did everything backfire for the Mets? They don't have any hitting. I guess they didn't address that when they spent all their money. There's a dog barking. Is there any of those in the Mets lineup without Edwin Diaz? He seems to be, like, actually distraught, and I am too, because that owner went all in. We need teams that do that to have success, so other owners want to do that in all sports. He went all in and they stink. Is that real? Are they worse than they were last year? What happened with the Mets? And I thought they were going to be the team this year. Yeah, I mean, they won 101 games last year. They were really good. And the, th- the thing about baseball, this is like, it's, it's a tough thing to wrap your arms around. I don't really get a great sense of how good a team is until like June. Oh, so he's being dramatic. Michael Cole's being dramatic. Is that say it? Say. Oh, a Mets fan being dramatic. I've never seen that. Oh, Cole. 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 Yeah. No, you you're not allowed to be a Mets fan unless you overreact and have like a large portion of self loathing in your heart. And I say that hoping hoping one of these years. 
that the Mets actually win. So all of my friends who are Mets fans, and I get texts from them every night, like the season is over. It, it's I'm like, it's one game, dude. Like, chill out. Okay. They do, they haven't had Justin Verlander yet, who's been on the injured list. They're big free agent signing this offseason. Pete Alonso's been good. Francisco Lindor is going to be fine. Max Scherzer had a really good start last time. Like, is is it a team that's as talented as a team with a four hundred plus million dollar payroll should be? Maybe not. But are the Mets still going to be extremely good this year? I have no reason to believe that they will be. And the Edwin Diaz injury certainly hurts, but I don't think it hurts more than losing Alonzo or Verlander or Scherzer or guys who are out there, you know, pitching more than one inning at a time. That's not to minimize what Edwin Diaz does. He's the best closer in the game, right? Like he is absolutely phenomenal, but you can lose a closer and still be an elite baseball team. Okay. So they're still the Kings of New York. Ty has a question for you. Absolutely not the Kings of New York, but that's fine. We can do that this early <laughs> in the season. That's completely okay. Uh, Jet, there was a, I think, it, I can't remember who reported it, but are MLB teams somewhat concerned with how short the games are? Because we've seen, like, you know, that teams are losing up to, like, $2 million in concession sales, and now several teams are, you know, selling beer past the the typical seventh uh, inning cutoff. Like, is that actually going to be a point of concern moving forward with how short the games have been? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an issue. And, and Hawk, let me ask you this. Who do you think the first team to move beer sales from the seventh inning to the eighth inning was? I hope the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Not the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, come on. Where did you spend your entire life? Who loves beer more than people in Wisconsin? Oh, Brewers, it was the Milwaukee the Brewers. Yeah. Okay. Bernie yeah. the Brewer. Oh, the wake, brewery. Wake up, Hawk. He said, we Miller can Park. sell beer longer. Be careful. It's not that. Miller Park anymore. <laughs> no? No, it's Great American Family Ballpark or something. Yeah. Where that guy slid that down the slide and broke it. The Great American Family Ballpark serving the beer later than everywhere else? Mm-hmm. Makes That's sense. good family fun yeah. out there. That's right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's the, it, they're moving it back to the eighth inning now. And it's interesting because in minor league parks, they actually didn't generally see a dip in concession sales. And granted, it's uh, it, listen, it's a much smaller stadium and there are far fewer fans and so when you go and multiply that, I mean, the, the losses are going to be, you know, worse for big league clubs. But I think the argument that Major League Baseball is making why this is okay is that there are going to be more fans theoretically going to ballparks because, like, on a school night, if you have a two-hour and 15-minute game and a game starts at 640, you could be home potentially by 9, 915. Like, you can take kids to the ballpark on a school night now. The kids in the past, go to school tomorrow. It was a fun Tuesday. That's exactly right. And I think the long-term hope is that the new rules and the pitch clock especially are going to breed a new generation of fans who don't look at Major League Baseball as this slow, staid game, but – Look at it for what it is, which is a game that's interesting, that's strategic, that has incredible athletes, and that has really cool moments, whether it's a home run that you know we see all the time now or the sort of thing that we haven't seen, like stolen bases and triples and uh, guys getting moved over on singles. Like there are a lot it's, – it's much less a one-dimensional game with the new rules than it's been in previous seasons. AJ won't ask this to your face, which makes me so disgusted, but are they going to let him just take steroids again too? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, AJ? Nah, I don't, I don't, question, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that's coming hmm. back. They're not going to relax their rules? Come on. 
I mean, let's put it this way. Fernando Tatis Jr. was one of the biggest stars in Major League Baseball, and they suspended him for PEDs last year. So was if they're cracking down on him. What was he on? Uh, yeah, I don't even know specifically what it was. He said he said it was to treat some ringworm on uh, his <laughs> neck. Yeah, that was want to spread it to the rest yeah. of the yeah. rest of good the, hygiene. Yeah. the roster, yeah. the clubhouse. You guys are hero. Let the guy yeah. play. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants ringworm in the clubhouse. Nobody wants oh. ringworm in the clubhouse because once that ringworm gets in there, <laughs> it spreads fast. fast. Hey, they talked about COVID spreading quick. Before oh. that, it was ringworm's fucking ass was yeah. running the fort. Yeah, so. I All over the combine place. quicker than everybody. <laughs> and then COVID came through, and it was like you know those ghost ones with Rich Eisen running. Oh yeah, how like who he's racing against? Yep. Ringworm was the ghost runner, mm-hmm. and then COVID just yeah. Be right. Yeah, we beat it, Jet. I don't know if you heard this or not. We beat it. Hey, hey, Pac. What's faster, ringworm spread or John Ross? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, wingworm spread. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. What do you run? Four two one. He won an island. Do you remember that? Didn't yeah. he? Want, he won an island or something like that. He he can move. John Ross is fast. This guy ran a four two eight at the combine. Uh, Pac Man Jones. Yeah, just. No big deal. Uh, also, they asked him to do 225. He got under it, lifted it one time, and then put it back and said, okay, and then walked off. Mm-hmm. This dude's fucking unbelievable athlete. <laughs> Would you ever play baseball? No. Why? Because it's too boring? Yeah, too slow. See, there's a guy. Could potentially have played. Now with, the, now with the pitch count, I could. Yeah, there's a little bit more strategy, yeah. too. Have they been using it as strategy? Is there like uh there, oh, yeah. Who's been the most efficient strategizer, you think, as a pitcher who has maybe put a little pressure on somebody uh, and then switched up the clock? Is there anybody that has been notably different than everybody else? Yeah, I mean, Max Scherzer, like, was excited to try and go out and do that. But I think the strategy, the way that it's played out, actually, has been more on the offensive side. Like, you're only allowed to make pickoff moves twice for every batter. And so stolen bases, Pat, are up 47.9% year over like year. Like that. Here we and go. And teams and teams like the Baltimore Orioles and the Arizona Diamondbacks really have been taking advantage. Like athleticism is paramount in baseball now. You can't have just a bunch of fat guys loafing around on the field hitting tanks. Like oh, you, you need athletes now to go out there and to cause chaos on the bases. And the Orioles are our favorite team now because the dong bong that they uh, have. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the, the sprinkler and the sprinkler that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the Baltimore Orioles are completely embracing modern baseball. Is that what it sounds like? And we should love them. Yeah, I think you should love them specifically because of they're they're trying to call it the Homer hose. You, you can't call it a Homer hose. It has to be the Don Bong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the hammer hose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sweet. Mm-hmm. He's hammered a Homer. Maybe it's a hammered Homer hose. Well, got to be dong bong. Dong bong. Got to be dong bong. And I assume they mentioned that because that's what they call it amongst themselves. But whenever they do yeah. interviews, they have to go, the Homer hose. It's not a dong bong. Yeah, obviously we don't want to call it dong bong, but that means they are calling it the dong bong. Right. So we should call it the dong bong? <laughs> I mean, I would expect no less of this show. Like, I feel like if you're not calling it the dong bong, then we are you're, you're missing an opportunity here. I seen Shohei was doing something sweet too. It feels like baseball is getting more entertaining. Is that something that they're leaning into more? Yeah, actually, actually, let me let me ask you guys this question: Does any sport right now do celebrations better than baseball? I mean, if you celebrate in the NFL, you get fifteen. If you like Buckles dance for five UFC seconds, because of sweet, some sweet celebrations. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? Adesanya's celebration actually was like yeah. Go- oh, it was so good. Ah! Uh, 
boom, and then talk shit to a kid afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they all get to cut a promo afterwards. Yep, that's right. Which is good. Anytime you get to cut a promo after you do something very successful. But we're talking team sports, I think, is what you're referring to, because it's a little different animal with the rules. You're right. It does feel like baseball is a little, little bit more wide open. But it wasn't that long ago where guys were celebrating and people were getting pissed off about yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah. home runs. This is bullshit. Run. Can't do it. Like actual fights were starting, right? Oh, like yeah. on the field. Is it more? Is it like a different generation now? They're kind of uh, encouraging, yeah. uh, having fun while yeah. playing your sport, being entertaining while playing know, your it's, sport. It's, is that being it's promoted? Totally novel concept, right? Yeah, of course. Like I, I feel like the fun police has like retired, and nice. if you're the oh, yeah, if you're dude. the hard, if you're the hardo coming out now and saying no, don't do something that's entertaining or enjoyable or don't celebrate, then you're going to be shouted down. It is, yeah. it's a different time in baseball. Now, I think, you know, I think Major League Baseball has started to understand how important it is to actually sell the entertainment value of the game. Even if the game itself can be, with the pitch clock still, can be slow at times, the people don't have to be. And so when you go out there and you hit a home run and Shohei Otani is putting on like a war helmet and walking around in the awesome. dugout or, uh, you know, Brewers have a, a cheese head in their dugout. Every team celebrates Dong home bong. runs a different way. And they're celebrating when you're getting to second base, the Dong Bong. I mean, uh, you know, these are things that we're talking about right now. And isn't that what you want for your sport? Like you start talking about those ancillary items. All of a sudden, you're going to start paying attention to the game itself, and that's when you fall in love. With oh, it. now you're starting. You're a part of the conversation. Okay. You know, it happens in some places. The NFL tried to do, it, and it was not very well received. Mm. Everybody's like, "Why the fuck are you taking like entertainment, entertainment out of it and fun?" Like, people want to see people enjoying themselves as opposed to it just being a profession. Because when it's just a professional, they don't care enough. Mm. Well, there's actually rules against you showing that you do care. It is a uh, you know, I think too many people kind of have their hands in the pot sometimes. Feels like yeah, MLB's got it kind of figured out. Pac-Man has a question well, for I, you, Jet. Go ahead. Um, I, I think in baseball, too, there's the fact, Pat, you have 162 games as opposed to 17 in the NFL. Every one of those games in the NFL has a lot of meaning. In baseball, you know, you lose a game, like, that's going to happen. You're losing, you know, even the best teams are losing 50 games a year. And so you have time to go out and have fun. Well, and also, you're losing when you're in the batter's box, too. Yeah. Right, like a there's lot, a lot, no there's a lot of adversity that you got to battle through. Whenever you have success, you should enjoy it. Good for baseball, kind of acknowledging that and moving forward. Pac-Man, sorry about that. Jet, my question is: the pitching is so good right now with the pitch count. Later on during the season, do you think these pitchers will be able to perform the way they are performing now? Because there's not too many runs they're giving up right now, and it's early in the season. Yeah, I think that's a very reasonable question. And one thing we don't know quite yet but it's been an early trend is that the older pitchers are struggling with the pitch clock a little bit They're, You know, they haven't been quite as effective and maybe it's because the downtime in between pitches that they used to have to recover, they don't have anymore. And so how is that going to play out over the course of an entire season? I mean, the, the, the beauty of, yeah, quicker recovery time, right? You just said it, not me. Yeah. I mean, that's what I just heard. Jeez, Louise. I mean, I think I, I think one of the beautiful things of, of this 2023 season is that we just don't know. And so getting to see a story unfold before our eyes with twists and turns and things that we, you know, we can't predict are going to happen, uh, I think that's a great part of the year. And baseball, uh, you know, has fallen into some predictable cycles in the past, but 
Uh, I mean, hell, could anyone have predicted the Tampa Bay Rays were going to start off 11 and 0 and, you know, be the Uh most dominant team in baseball with a payroll like, you know, one seventh of what the the Mets have this year? Like, (sighs) it's amazing to see what they're doing. Or the Pirates just sweep the Red Sox. Yeah, that was crazy. Sweep, full sweep. And I think we're way above 500 right now. Yeah. Anybody with one, probably tenth of what the Mets payroll is? I mean, Mm -hmm. let's go baseball. How about it? Let's go baseball. Ten Diggs has a question for you, Jet. Speaking of the old buckos, yeah, we lost one of the greatest young stars in in the game, and Jay Bay is another great young star. But I don't know if you know this, but – Ryan Reynolds is leading the league in home runs, and he's batting three sixty. Are they? Are these cheap fucks going to pay him, Jet? <laughs> they tried. Um, and did they? Did they? Yeah. No, there was there was an agreement tone on parameters for a contract extension. It was going to be eight years, and it was going to be a hundred six million dollars. Hundred six. They and said they were going to give somebody a hundred six million dollars. The Pittsburgh Pirates did. They were ready to go over a hundred million for him, and and listen, that would like that would have been a good deal for the club. And I think because Brian Reynolds understood that he, you know, he might want to if the Pirates don't turn things around, reach free agency and get out of this mess. And so he wanted an opt out clause and asked for that toward the end of the deal, and that blew up the deal for now. Now there's a chance that they come back together and get it done, and keeping Brian Reynolds around would be enormous for the pirates because look they have a good they have a good farm system and there's a chance that in due time they can turn things around but they need someone like him there to be a big part of it these motherfuckers are better farmers than anybody else this pirates team because anytime there's a trade we always get the farm league minor league Hey, this dude's coming up. It's a good one. Yeah, starts downtown in Indianapolis. <laughs> and if he's not done, he start here. This is a triple A, I do believe. He ends up there. There's wow. Triple A, Altoona. And then all of a sudden, they start doing good here. And then it's like, oh, actually, been traded for to another team that wants to win games. Yeah. It's like, well, what happened to our farmers? Our farmers made all our crops. And then as soon as they were good, we just got rid of them so everybody else could eat the shit out of them. And what are we doing? We're sitting in our house like we're fucking Charlie and Jocko Factory. Three people laying on the bed can't <laughs> yeah. even move. Right. That's Go. what the Pirates have been. That's what the Pirates have been. So it's nice to hear that they were going to offer up a hundred and some million dollars to somebody. That's a big deal. Are they turning the page? I saw a lot of fans were there. I saw Kutch hit a dinger, right, mm-hmm. at home, his return. It was uh, – everybody was wearing – it was a full blackout, I do believe. Yep. Uh, Zambelli's had fireworks. Lost by anthem. 10. Lost by 10. What's that? His mom sang the national anthem. His mo- Boom. Wow. So it's good. Are we starting to spend money? Is that why we have Kutch again? Or is Kutch like at a point where nobody else wanted him? Don't answer that. Yeah, probably a little more of the latter than yeah. You he, he are all. an asshole. <laughs> they don't know. I didn't know it was past hell. Like this whole. <laughs> I'm just trying to be like Hawk. Come on, like you know, I sit next to him on screen for this long, just starts blending through the screen. Dude, I'll tell you what, Jet. We need you in the Thunderdome at some point. Hell yeah! You played tennis at some point, didn't you? Is that what I heard? Yeah, I'm going to whip your ass at pickleball. It's going to be fun. Well, this isn't pickleball. This is thunderball. Jet, be careful. Try carefully here. Jet, I never played tennis, okay? I never had a coach. Yeah, and it's a game that was created in a building in which, you know, we frequent on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be a little home cooking in there. Yeah, it's all well and good. You play this game? You play this game? Pickleball? Uh, I I can I have and uh, oh, I I have I have confidence in my ability uh, to come in and kick your ass. So yes, that's going to happen. Right. Like it's it, 
Listen, put put it up. Jack. Let's let's start laying odds right now. Jack, Does the boys have your back? Tennis player. No, no you're a tennis player. Go ahead. You're you got no shot, Jack. You're a tennis former tennis player. You've been you've had lessons and yeah. you know been taught all those things. The kid mm-hmm. came in here who started at Pickleball League. Yeah, he was the pretty good. He was I pretty think good. He was lying to us. Yeah, no, he was a tennis player too. He said that was a lot of fun. He was. I don't know if I had ever lost in anything that I play on a regular basis to a tennis kid. I'm gonna let you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, except for maybe a tennis. You know what I mean? Maybe sure. Maybe te- probably tennis because I can't keep that thing. That's it. But tennis kid, I don't know. That's gonna be tough for me to sleep at night, Jet. If I, even though this is a form of tennis, kind of, right? and ping pong, that'd be tough. It'd be a tough day for old Pat Mac. Gumpy was asking if Jet can even see over the net, Paul. Oh, oh shit. Gumpy. That might help you, though. That'll probably help you in this sport and in tennis. Yeah, you didn't deserve that from Grandpa. No way. No, no. It's a, listen, it's perfectly fine. At least I can uh, At least I can go to Indianapolis if I want. <laughs> <laughs> I got these over there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get him where it hurts. Oh. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Jed, you're the fucking best. I don't know how you'll fare at Thunderball, though. A little different rules. A little... It's a much different game than pickleball. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little different game. A, little, a lot more... Uh... Well, what do I need, like, what do I need to prepare for? I mean, are you going to come over the net and super kick me? Like, what's what's involved? Maybe. Hey, pretty good timing on the Miz there when he came off the top, huh? <laughs> oh, it's good. Thank you, it's thank good. you. I was very worried. You know, as he was coming, I'm like, oh, I should kick him in the face right now. And it's like, oh, how many times have you ever done this? Oh, zero. Okay. <laughs> should be perfect. Only 80,497 people here. I mean, not bad. Happy we did that. Come on. Look at this. What am I going to do? Kick him in the head? Yep. Boom. Boom. Hey, it was a good su- it was a good super kick. That was really the first one you've ever thrown. No, I hit uh, Corbin with one to start SummerSlam. Thought he's going to get it okay. down, maybe quick one, two, three. Because yep. much like Tyson, we don't need this thing going uh, extended rounds. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. we need to end this thing quick due to cardiovascular abilities. <laughs> so I, I hit him with a uh, I hit him with a super kick. Thought that was good. He didn't even fall down. So, <laughs> but that was not coming off the top. You know, that's a more momentum. That's an interesting timing thing, a little dance in there. But I caught him clean. He rolled out of bounds, out of the ring, mm-hmm. started fighting with George Kittle. That's on him. What you said about Gumpy might have been your best comment you've ever made. Yeah. Think about how quick that oh was. Oh my God, I know. Were Fast. you sitting on that one? Is that like curveball sitting on it? You've had that one in the back in the back pocket or it just come to you? No, nah, just, just came to me. I mean, I, 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 like, let's not twist this. It's kind of easy. Like, oh the, oh, no. All right. Connor has a question Jeez, for you, Jack Gump. We are so sorry, sorry Gump. Gump. Hey, love you, Gump. Love you, Gump. Love you, Gump. It, and to Jet's point, we do wish you could just pick up and come right here yeah, to uh, Indianapolis. Big time. Especially this weekend. Especially this weekend. Oh, my God. What a weekend. Erlacher had a plan for him, I thought. Yeah, yeah Erlacher and that Border Patrol agent that came on to that particular program yeah, that day. Yeah, they had all types of ideas live from Radio Row. They did. I don't know if any of them would have worked for the long haul, but certainly had some <laughs> concepts in the uh, in the chamber there. Jet, we miss Gump, okay? So you shut your fucking mouth. I miss Gump. Talking about our deported friend. <laughs> I miss Gump, too. No, nah, I don't think so. Is... Doesn't sound no, I like do. It. I miss it. Here's the thing. I know every time I come on this show, no matter what I say, I'm not going to be the dumbest person on here. Oh, jeez. Come on. <laughs> Connor has a question for you, Jet. Hope you're happy. Yeah, Jeez, Louise. Jet. You're smarter than a lot of us, to be honest. I'm just going to head. Yeah. 
smarter than everyone on here, especially me. But speaking of Gumpy, one of the best players at slapping the ball the other way is Shohei Otani. And I saw the other day that for his debut pitching for the Angels, nobody even showed up. So are they going to trade this guy soon? I know they're over 500. They're not doing too bad. Yeah. But is it inevitable that he'll get moved? And even though it's not Trout's last year's contract, are they going to let him go somewhere and be great for a team that will be competing in something? Trout's not going anywhere unless Trout wants to because in baseball, if you've spent 10 years in the big leagues and the last five years with the same franchise, you have a full no-trade clause. So you get to determine where you go, essentially. And I just can't see Mike Trout asking out. But, you know, if Shohei Otani leaves in free agency after this season, the Los Angeles Angels are a whole lot less an appealing place to stay. As long, Connor, as they are in contention – like even reasonably so, I don't think Otani's going to be going anywhere. Okay. He just means so much to whatever franchise he's with. I mean, he's the ultimate cheat code, right? Mm-hmm. He is two players in one. You are limited to 26 players on your roster at any given time, except with Shohei Otani, he's like 26 and 27. He is and 28, leader. right? Am I right? What? Yeah, what? 28. Three guys. What? One guy. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, he's got the translator, too, so four guys. Yeah, four. Exactly. One yeah. guy. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Jed, who's going to win it this year? You know, I picked the Atlanta Braves to start the season. Ooh. I'm going to stick with them now. They need to They need to get Max Freed back and healthy, but that lineup is devastating, and the bullpen uh, has a chance to be really good, too. And if the rotation, you know, Kyle Wright is back right now. Oh, did I disappear? No, oh, you're back. Right Sorry, we had a little yeah. – there you go. Technical snafu. Um, uh, the Braves have gotten off to a good start, uh, but look, I, I, I hate to keep bringing up the Rays, and and I want to I want to make this point for you because I think it's an important one. It's not just the fact that they're eleven and zero, Pat. Um, the Rays have like the same level payroll as the Pirates do. They have the same situation with TV rights. Thanks. They, they have got, a best guy much worse leg at home. A a much worse stadium. <laughs> Um, Much worse. The the Pirates could be what the Rays are. Anyone could be what the Rays are. The Rays just do things extraordinarily well. They do drafting well. They do player development well. They Farming. do scouting well. But they, you know, of the twenty six players on their roster, they've gotten sixteen of them via trades. They have signed only two free agents of those twenty six guys, and only one of them to like a big league deal. They brought in Jason Adam, a reliever uh, who was just on the scrap heap, and they signed Zach Eflin for $40 million this offseason. That is it in terms of free agents. It shows you don't need to have great spending to necessarily be great like the Rays are. You just got to be damn good at everything you do. I hope they lose. I hope the teams that spend (laughs) all the money win. That's what I hope happens so that other owners feel obligated to do it. But congrats to the Rays for being able to get by without as invested of an owner. That is is amazing. I'm proud of them. Uh, Speaking of being proud, I'm proud of this man for everything he's been through. Ladies and gentlemen, to kind of send us out of here. Guy's been deported, Gumpy. What? Gumpy, what do you got? Oh! What's your fucking deal, Jet? What's your problem, Jet? What's your problem, dude? I thought we were past this. I mean, how are we past this? You're still deported. Oh, okay, Jen. The opposite of past this. Kick him when he's done, Gump. Do you need to be kicked any more times while you've been down? Absolutely not. What's this all about? Absolutely not, Jet. What are we doing, pal? 
How's Gumpy, your- Gumpy, when are, Gumpy serious, serious question. When are you coming back? Because I feel like I need to make my Thunderdome debut. Don't want to steal your thunder, but if I can oh. come in like that week and uh, <laughs> you know be there to celebrate with you, toast a toast a couple of brews and uh, right. have a good time, like. I, I'm I'm excited for the possibility. Oh, you know, not you're here to oh, you're a good guy, Jet. You're a good guy. I would love that, Jet. Oh, I don't think he's telling the truth, Jet. No. That sounded like oh, that I'm telling the truth. Hey, hey, if a joke is there, I gotta take it. But hold on. Gumpy can vouch for this. I have reached out to him multiple times what? saying, This sucks, I'm sorry, and you got screwed. So That's you know, I can talk shit a little bit. But it's it's from a from a good place. Jet, we actually need something from you, it sounds like. Funny yeah. enough. Doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It's going to work out well, Jet. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah. 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 You know, a good guy. Yeah, Jet, you're a great guy, actually. It's amazing go. news. Uh, Gumpy, we miss you and love you, buddy. Miss hey, baby, go on. Love you, too. Hope you're happy, Jet. That guy just got done crying because you kicking him whenever he's fucking down like that. Yeah, right? but the gun. Jet can make up for it very fast, very quickly. Tenfold. Yes. Jack, good news. I got a proposition for you, pal. I'll be sending <laughs> you your way. Thank you so much for representing baseball so well on this program. I mean, Gumpy, you know, these, this will harden him. It will. You're going to make him better. He needs it. Yes, he does. Yeah, the well, whole experience is hardening him, actually. Like years. Years, yeah. I mean, he was just inhaling paint and mm-hmm. deadly fumes. <laughs> so, he, I mean, I don't know if he needs His lungs are hardened. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, his moxie is getting hard. Yeah. yeah. yeah his yeah. mind and his heart. Yeah, you're right. His soul. Mm-hmm. Hard as a rock. We appreciate your soul, Jet. Thank you so much for making time, and uh, you're the best, dude. Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. You still type shit during uh, the season, or is that just off-season oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. I got to go write a story right now, actually. So uh, thanks for having me and uh, giving me some inspiration as I uh, put the words to paper. How long does that take? How many do you have to have a week? Uh, all depends on the week. I mean, I, I I don't know if you saw this, but Salt Lake City, I just broke this a minute before I came on here. Salt Lake City wants an MLB expansion okay. team. Ooh. And, uh, That'd be beautiful. Yeah. Why not? Why, 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 well, Ty, what, Salt Lake, you don't like it? No, thanks. The they got the Jazz. City. Don't need a fucking baseball team in Salt Lake City. Balls will fly. Yeah, hi. Go somewhere else. Go to Des Moines. Des Moines? Go to Des Moines? That's right. I don't think anyone's going. You ever, you ever been to Principal Park, Jeff, where the fucking Iowa Cubs play? Beautiful ballpark. How about you ever s- been to Salt Lake? No, I haven't. Yeah, exactly. Have you? I have, actually. I've spent, I'm like, I, I covered the Olympics for a little while, so nice. spent oh. quite a bit of time in Salt Lake. I was there for the NBA All-Star game this year, too, actually. Oh, oh boy. That was a beautiful, beautiful place. You always wow. been in sports? You ever do, like, war corresponding or anything like that politically? Or have you always been in sports? No, I'm too much of a coward for that. <laughs> Gumpy says, hell yeah. 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 We appreciate you. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen, Jet Passer. Yeah. He, he's a good baseball con, though. Yes. Yeah. Great. I enjoy Jet Passer a Makes lot. Makes baseball fun. Bro, he buried Gump, didn't he? Yeah. Multiple no. times. Kind of uncalled. Don't worry about it. Proposition, yeah, he'll make it up. Yeah, exactly. He'll make it up for all of us. It seemed like he'll make it up. Let's do running a program. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe. We could OCW this thing. Oh. Jet, Jet, Jet also. Gumpy. Oh, my God. Big Jet, WWE yeah, fan. Jet is yeah, a super I mean. mark. And Gumpy, I mean, we've seen his athletic ability. Yeah. yeah Jet versus Gump. What's that, AJ? <laughs> Where did Jet go to school? <laughs> Syracuse. That's what I assumed. Did he play tennis? Was he on a college tennis team? I'm just I think, wondering. I think he played high school tennis. I, 
you know, I try to get information out of people without them knowing why I'm getting information out of them. You know what I mean? So, like, Jet passed and we started a conversation. I'm like, you know, I don't know enough about Jet. We'd love to invite him out to the Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, he's probably going to play Thunderbolt. Let's see what we're signing up for here. So I started asking him, hey, Jet, you ever play pickleball? We just kind of learned of it. What are your thoughts? He said, well, I played tennis in high school and I've played pickleball. I think I'm very good. I'm like, okay, all right. Let me go ahead and lodge that one yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. You plug your nose when you jump in the pool. Oh, this makes sense. That's a key question. Jets, Great question. That's from stupid Cleveland. He's an Ohio really? fuck. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Did we know that? No. Hey, no. you know Solly, who was on, is from Dublin, I think. Solly? Chris Solomon? The solo Solomon. man? Solomon. Yeah, he went to Miami. But he's like, he's really good friends with somebody. Somebody <laughs> saw the show that I know and told my wife, like, hey, he's a Dublin guy. I didn't know that. Scratch golfer. Makes yeah, sense. maybe maybe give me some lessons. That no laying up, amen. I don't know if it's going to help. That no laying up show, massive. They're in the, huge, oh yeah, huge. Independent operation too. I got massive respect. I've seen them around the internet before. I didn't yeah. really do enough dive dive in because I follow the foreplay guys obviously from mm-hmm. our time and getting mm-hmm. to know them and everything that they're doing and the access that they're doing and the things they they are happy as fuck for them. They're in a video game. Yeah, they're in a yeah. video game. Mm-hmm. Riggs, Frankie. Trent, obviously. Uh, is Jake still? Yeah, I think he does stuff for him, yeah. Jake Bass, who was with us for a little bit. Like, I'm very happy for that whole what they've become and how big they've gone. So I followed them. So I would see the no laying up stuff, but it's like already getting my golf information that I need here. Then I started looking at I did the Masters weekend with the no laying up folks. Yeah. It was awesome. Great internet. It was. It's really good internet. Yeah. Very, very good internet. They're a smart, independent business. I'm like – Incredibly pumped that he comes on the program, AJ. Like very. That's what. Well, but isn't that what's cool? What makes it good? And what? Why? What's cool about the internet and all these different platforms? Like these dudes love golf. They're super passionate about it. They're educated on it. They watch everything. So they just do a show. And so naturally, it's going to be cool because like when someone is like super passionate or really cares about something, it makes at least I'm intrigued to see, even if I'm not really entertained by what they love. Okay, so you ever watched any of those singing shows? All the great singers that are judging the contestant singers Mm -hmm. or mentoring the contestant singers they say like hey you got to feel the lyrics like you got to like you know what i mean like people can tell whether or not you really believe the story that you're telling or whatever like alicia Mm -hmm. keys who's one of the greatest singers of all time that was like her tips to Mm -hmm. like her people like hey you're a good singer now you just got to kind of Start feeling what you're singing. I think own that, it. you got to own it. Yeah, yeah, and like believing, like that type of passion. I think like shows through. It happens in talking too when people talk about shit. Mm-hmm. You can tell if people yeah. are interested or not interested. I think that's why the digital age of a lot of things is doing a great. And that no laying up pod, crushing. That was a great Masters weekend with them. Oh yeah, for sure. Was, and Soli is the one. He runs the main account, so he's the one who's locked in constantly. You know, tweeting about like live tweeting the entire thing. All right, let's go to a uh, couple phone calls on the Five Energy phone line. We can't thank everybody enough for allowing us to do this every day. Hell yeah, yes, legit. Pack, it's been great having you out here. Mm-hmm. It's been great being here, brother. Legit. I mean, you ran out of power yesterday getting oh, out here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thought there was a chance that that might spoil the drive to want to drive over here. Right back in it to, uh, today. Brings a fucking jeweler with gifts. No big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, me. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> Honestly. Genuinely. Appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some phone calls here. Let's go to Dizzy in Plumborough, Pennsylvania. Wow. Dizzy, who I do not know. Dizzy. What's going on, pal, on the 5 Energy phone line? Bad boys. How we doing? Keep, Keep it moving, moving, Dizzy. Hell yeah. So, 
I uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to Nick on his wedding. Hi, baby. Um, I've known him for a long time. Played 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 with uh, I played with him on some teams, but he's a fucking scumbag. Can he turn me in a two face? Hit me in the face with a slap shot one day. Nick, you know who Dizzy is? You remember this? I do know you mentioned it. I do remember smacking some stooge right in the face with a slap shot. Dizzy. That what, had to sting. Uh, Dizzy, what a player, though, putting his face in the way yeah. for a team. Hell of a player. All right. Sorry, Dizzy. I think he was just going to say go <laughs> Sorry Mustangs. About it. Maybe he was going to say go Mustangs. Right, that's yeah. what we always yeah. say. Nick, you aiming for this yeah. guy's face? He's on your <laughs> fucking team. Awesome. Shouldn't have been in the way of the net, dude. Get out of the way. That guy's from our hometown. He's been on multiple teams of yours. Mm-hmm. And you blasted him in the face. You had no idea who that guy was. Hey, anybody know Dizzy from Plum? I looked around the room. I said yes. Nick was, yeah, but you, you're lying all the time. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Nick said no. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, after the slap shot to the face. I remember that now, yeah. Do we know who he is? Do I know who he is? Uh, I'm not sure. He might. Hey, thanks for calling, Dizzy. Hey, baby, Dizzy. Where you going, Dizzy? Hope, hope your face is okay, Dizzy. Let's go to Kane in Alabama on the 5 Energy phone line. What's going on, Kane? Is, is that your name because you sell co uh, no, that is not the reason my name is Kane, Pat, but how we doing, boys? Keep it moving, Kane. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, Packers fan calling from down yonder. I uh, uh, had yeah. a question for Ty. Uh, Ty, given that Goody has closed the door on the Aaron Rodgers era, in my opinion, a little early, uh, are we showing up with pitchforks and torches if we draft a receiver in the first round? From Alabama, let's not talk about pitchforks yeah. and torches, Kane, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But what you're saying definitely rings true. And I think before you answer that question, I think we should play a clip from Bussin' with the Boys of David Bakhtiari basically talking about the Aaron Rodgers-Green Bay Packers situation. And obviously, Bakhtiari, good friends with Aaron, mm-hmm. teammate of Aaron, still a state of the Packers. Oh, yeah. Here's him talking to Will Compton and Taylor Lewan on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast. The Packers are rebuilding, whether you think so or not. They don't like. They, could they be good? I don't know. Could they be bad? Probably. If you're betting, more people are going to think they're going to be bad than good, mm-hmm. right? Isn't mm-hmm. that fair to say? So then they'll be like, "Well, we're going to suck anyways. We want what we want, and we're not going to bend anyone. So we'll just eat it. Fair. Sell and retire. We'll pay you. We don't care because we're going to. If we're going to do it our way, it's going to be on our terms. If not, we're, what are we like? We're, we're we going to be Super Bowl contenders anyway? So we'll eat it. You can hang on the side, pay your money, and then we'll suck anyways. Get the picks as compared to dealing him but for you, something that you shouldn't have. You could potentially look like an idiot to not only president and the board, but everyone else around the league. Thinking of the GM's perspective, put yourself on the hot seat. And then potentially have your job come called to question. So I, I look at all these like ways you can you can deal it. I don't think it'd get that contentious. I do think they'll probably come to an agreement. He'll get traded. They'll get what they want, and then time will probably say whether it was who won, who won what. But I'm saying there, I do think that it could be a third option if things got so You're bad. Right. You're right. You're right. I changed my mind. No, we now. want this, and that's it, because we know we're gonna get them. Like, okay, we'll then- somewhere else. Okay, so he's talking about the Packers just not trading him pretty much. There, my takeaway from it. And I said it immediately upon listening to it. Florio wrote an article this morning. He said the Green Bay Packers and they, and then as he was speaking about they, he answered himself, we say these things. And everybody's overanalyzing. It's like, why would somebody who's been on the team for so long, who is now like OG on the team, leader, and stable of it, why is he speaking in the manner that he is? I think that's just how Bakhtiari speaks. You might know him much better than me. Should people look into that? And then what are your thoughts on Aaron potentially just being forced to remain a Packer? A.J. Hawk, who probably has more information than anybody else on this entire subject. Well, when I, I was when I first saw the clip too, and I saw him say they right away. That's that's the first thing I noticed. Like, oh, why is he saying they? And then he says we a few times throughout it. I don't. I wouldn't read too much into it. Like, oh, he's saying me against him. I took it as 
he's thinking like, hey, they, as in the front office, they handle all this. I'm a player. I have no say in anything. From a GM's perspective, he did say at one point. Yeah. He, he did put that. But he, in other clips that we saw from that show, he said the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Like he was speaking about like an entity that it was like. I can see. Yeah, I can definitely see how you would you could take it that way. No question. He said they are they are going to be bad. They are re- rebuilding. Yeah. yeah. Which the they are rebuilding, I guess, could be the front office, but they are going to be bad. That's about the team yeah. that you're. I think he's on. Yeah, but also might just be the way Talk Tari speaks. Maybe mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Maybe he's just breaking. And what did he say right before that? What did he say? Like, do do we know the context of what led up to that? True. Seen three different clips. I haven't listened to the whole thing. We'll watch the whole thing at some point because it's a great perspective. Because Bach, obviously, and Aaron are very close friends, and Bach is now staple over there. But there was some wor- verbiage there that made people go like, "Why is he speaking as if he is not going to be a Packer?" I don't think that's what we should look at. It, or is, is it Pac-Man? What are your thoughts on listening to him speak? I don't know, but I know one thing that he forgot out of that whole statement that is if Aaron want to come back, he can sit there for 52 fucking million dollars. It's a lot of money, and I think that's what Boxy already said. It's a lot of money. Take the hit. We're rebuilding anyways. But that would look – that would be – I think all parties believe that that would be dumb. Dumb. But I guess it could be something that you could do if you didn't want to be in a bad deal, which Goody potentially is going to have to sign. Because once again, in my opinion – and I understand that the Jets are just expecting him to be their quarterback, so that is not a great point of leverage either. But the only leverage that Green Bay has is, Jets, you guys are going to stink if you don't get him. It's like the Jets have stunk forever. Like, that is mm-hmm. – and they're in the AFC East. Like, it's – you know, like, that is a very different – but just to be like, you guys suck is your only leverage piece. Like, Joe Douglas knows that he would have to deal with that in any conversation. Other than that, with the $52 million, $60 million, if there are certain dates reaching like that, that is what Douglas is saying to Goody. Like, hey, you have to move on from him. You've already said it. As a Packers fan, Kane is listening to this as well. What are your thoughts on and take on Bakhtiari's response? Yeah, I didn't love it, obviously, because it is just weird. You know, it just kind of makes it seem – because it's like you are there. You know, and you're going to be there for a long time. They've invested a lot of you, and, and it seems like – I know his relationship with Rodgers, but it does make it seem like – He's kind of disconnected, and it's like, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you don't read too much into it, whatever. If he's if the season starts next year, you expect him to be there. So it's like, you know, that doesn't really change your mind one way or the other. But, yeah, I mean, Rodgers is going to get traded. Like, I don't think there's any way he's going back there and they're paying him $52 million and he's just sitting there and things are awkward between him and Jordan Love and the team. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. We don't really have a deadline yet. Like, once the deadline gets closer and the draft gets closer, like – Something's probably going to get done. What did uh, who said? Uh, Aaron said, uh, "Greeny, yeah, come to May. Yeah. He, he don't come. He don't come this early anyway. You know, he don't get there to me in May. You know, what I'm saying? you know what? That's a Greeny. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a, Greeny said that. My sources have told me that the Jets have been told by Aaron, like, hey, take your time. I'm not coming until May anyway. No rush. So that is technical. I guess that's the deadline we need to go with if Greeny's sources were right. Do you know anything about that particular statement? AJ said, that's the first I'm hearing of it. Oh, yeah. But I think history does tell us, and every time AJ says something, we got to remember AJ's not lying, but he's potentially withholding. Right. Yeah. So we got to kind of piece it away. So he was like, I think everybody publicly knows kind of where he's been. So is that an accurate assessment, you think, of when the deadline potentially is in the Jets' mind? I have no idea if oh. like what the deadline that deadline would be would be, but if you remember when he was on here when he came and talked about the darkness and all of that, I asked him, hey, do, do you plan on going like if you're in the Jets, you plan on going the off season program that you haven't done a whole lot? And he 
basically said, "Let's we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I feel like. Huh. Has he given you an answer privately, AJ? Oh, you won't tell us, of course. No, no I haven't asked Sounds him. Sounds like though. an altered truth. That is funny, though. Imagine if AJ led the conversation. Hi, Aaron, how are you? How's the Topanga Rocks doing? Okay. <laughs> also, you think about doing off-season workouts for uh, any new team you're going to? There's the mind at. No? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you thrown any footballs? I saw you playing tag with Alan Lazard. Mm -hmm. No footballs? Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that tag game that he plays with Alan Lazard normal? Is that status? Uh, I don't know. Is that is that out where he works out there in, in California? He uh, Lazard. Is that modus operandi oh, yeah. here? Oh, yeah. Takatari goes there too. I know. Oh, so he's got a lot, and he kept saying the in Alan Lazard and Aaron wow. are both yeah. there. Mm -hmm. But he was on the bus in Nashville. Yeah, I think yeah. He, well, they all live in Nashville too. A lot of them. Oh, oh that's why the raw land purchase. Oh, oh. okay. Taylor Luan oh. no longer with the Titans, right? Oh, yeah. oh left tackle. Oh, tackle. The Green Bay Packers. Holy wow. shit! Interesting. <laughs> Holy, that's why he said they. Let's go to the phones. Wow, thanks for the call, Kane. Unbelievable. Did Taylor say we when he talked about the Packers? Interesting. Taylor, what if he said we? He, like, was, hey. he was oddly quiet. He was oddly quiet. So maybe he was holding something back. Uh-oh. Love what those dudes are doing. Taylor, well, they're on the road right now. They're traveling, traveling. Yeah. 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 Just, right? They're working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting great content. That conversation with Bakhtiari, a lot of people were intrigued by because of the yeah. situation we're in. Let's take uh, two more phone calls here. Here's Ulysses. From Union City, Pennsylvania, California. That's grand. Literally only took this call because his name is fucking Ulysses <laughs> here on the 5 Hour Energy phone line. What's going on, pal? What's up, boys? How we doing? Keep it moving. So I'm a big Rams fan, and I was just wondering, like, who would be a better fit, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? Because I feel like Brock Purdy is like a fucking younger Jimmy G. Like... What's the difference? Okay, great question. Great question, Ulysses. What are your thoughts on Trey Lance? Hasn't had enough opportunity to show what he is. Did you see the workout video with Patrick Mahomes and Dante Moore? I did. Yeah, you like I it? See that, but uh, no, I like it. I like it. I just believe. I just think Kyle Shanahan just doesn't need to run him to the fucking ground again. I mean, he could be a pocket passer. You know, what I mean, scramble. Mm -hmm. you scramble. Know, scramble. Be a champion. You said Brock Purdy seems like a younger Jimmy G. You think Jimmy G could win a championship? Do you think Brock Purdy could get you guys to the Super Bowl? I think he can if they fucking run it like a million times. Okay. All right. Huh. So he wants Trey Lance. It sounds like Ulysses <laughs> yeah. is in on the Trey Lance. Lately who Same question. want to see Trey Lance. Well, they have nothing to talk about because they have no draft picks. And they was high on Trey Lance coming into the season last year, too. He was a third overall pick. Yeah. That's Traded the farm. Speaking of farmers, they yeah. traded the entire farm. And traded, changed their mind on draft day of who they were taking. Well, allegedly. Public allegedly, public yeah. I mean, yeah, the Niners thing. aren't thinking that, but that's already an issue of fans are like, hey, can't have Shanahan run him into the ground. He's got to be a pocket passer because that's, that's not why they drafted him. But he looked really good in camp, man. I had a chance to go out there and see him early on in camp, and he was the starter at the point when I was out there. Uh, Brock Purdy looked really good, too, I must say that. But – um. I don't think he had enough time yet. I think he needs first game against Chicago was a monsoon. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so just go ahead and consider that not a game. So his first game jitters kind of that we all saw, mm -hmm. he ends up getting hurt in. Can't even throw the ball. Can't, yeah, I mean, it's a, that's an interesting after that game, not the Chicago oh. game. But, yes, yeah, certainly in the Chicago game, impossible to throw the rock. Uh, yeah, also he, I believe Lombardi did confirm that the Mac Jones-Trey Lance thing was real. 
what's that? That they had Mac. Yeah, that they were going in with Mac. Public knowledge now. Yeah, and that they switched to Trey Lance. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought just public knowledge was different or wrong. No, I believe that's been confirmed. Wow. So that means we heard about it as soon as it happened. Yeah, I think from our source. I think it was Sis. Shout out! What a draft day that was. AJ, this one draft spectacular coming up with the Colts at four. Mm-hmm. We could have a. They're going to be moving. They got to move, don't they? Packers possibly having two first round draft picks. We got a real draft spectacular coming up. Wait till you see the shit we got coming. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited. People are not ready. I, I want to tell everybody right now, just because we probably should market that it's happening, but that wouldn't be as fun. No, we're, we're a week out. We're two weeks out tomorrow, so maybe a week out. Hmm. We'll spill some beans. Couple. Nice. Last phone call here on the Five Energy phone line. Do we want to go to Florida, Indiana, Ohio, Virginia, or Milwaukee? Florida, man. Let's go to Anthony Paisano in Florida on the 5RNG phone line. We appreciate you so much. Go to, hey, what's going on, man? Go to 5RNG.com. Use promo code McAfee to receive 20% off your order of all 5-Hour Energies. Get yourself a full case of them, just like you're at the gas station on your way out. It is delightful. This is the one I took today. It was the Berry 5-Hour Energy Ooh, Extra Strength. Nice. We got like three to four boxes of these, mm-hmm. so I'm probably going to be powering through these. Don't be scared to try the Hawaiian Breeze. Oh, or Delicious. watermelon. Or, they're very good. Shout out to 5 Hour Energy and the phone line. Sorry about that, Paisano. What do you want to talk about down there in Florida? No worries, Brother Pat and the boys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for being fucking awesome every day. Appreciate you. I have a small request and maybe a question or two if we have time for it, brother. Yeah, you know what? Ten so, questions. Uh, Just fucking let it eat. We appreciate you, man. Fire away. We'll put this, uh, we'll call this the 5 Hour Energy Hot Seat. Yep. Uh, well, hey, man, it's my small request. Today's my 35th birthday, man, so a uh, shout-out from you and the boys. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Hell, yeah, our gift Thank will be do whatever the hell you need to do. You know, this next trip around the sun's going to be the best, Anthony. Happy birthday. birthday. You can't sing the whole song, can't do it. but we are very happy for you. Happy birthday. Paisan, what do you want to talk you about? Boys. Was your Appreciate you, boys. So my question is, I, I, I woke up this morning, I read, and it said that Saquon was not going to sign his franchise tag before oh, Monday, no. oh. and it's just – it just means that he's not going to participate in off-season programs. Oh, I, again, man. just uh, just being some former athletes in there and a Ryder Cup winner in there, make sure mm-hmm. winner uh, in the Thunderdome. Is this mean that we're that say quad is going to be sitting out, man? Or like I, again, I'm I'm too stupid to understand this stuff. Like, what does this mean that he's not participating in off-season programs? Okay, great question, Anthony. Happy birthday down there in Florida. AJ, we talked about this morning a little bit, obviously, because Bruce Brown is a big Giants fan. But I think what Anthony was saying, right, this is just an easy, you know, I haven't signed it, off-season workouts, I'm going to do my own thing. You give me a five-year deal, okay, I'll. you want to commit to me, I'll commit fully to all the bullshit that I don't think I necessarily need right now. I think he'll be there for some of the OTAs. I don't think this is a big deal going forward, but maybe I'm reading it wrong. What are your thoughts, AJ? I don't think it's nearly as big a deal as people may may think it is. And the Giants, I'm sure when they knew when they tagged him, there's a good chance he's not going to sign it early on. We're not going to have him early for the offseason program. He's not. He'll be fine. He'll be working out on his own away from the team. Uh, who knows how long that lasts, though. He'll, I'm sure he'll pop in for whatever, mini camp and other days he feels are important. I want to let everybody know that when I got franchise tagged, I was not there for the first two weeks of OTAs. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Because you weren't allowed to kick a ball. Remember that? Uh, yeah. Oh. They banned balls from the facility. And I was like, yo, I'm kicking like three, four times a week right now. Like, I'm just going to keep doing that. 
And then I'll see you guys. And like, I, I went in after it. Like, practices end full, like, what's up? What's up? I'm not sitting through all these meetings where they're teaching people what the punt thing is anymore. Now, you sign me to a deal. Okay. Sure. I'll I will come. There. Things were said about me before I got franchise tagged, too, by said GM in here. I can't kick balls. I'll be back in, like, two weeks or whatever. I'll see you then. <laughs> and I did come back, and I was murdering balls, and I was in the whole thing trying to get big-time money. But I don't think this is any difference at all. Do you remember when they banned balls from OT? Is that still a thing right now? Still, first two weeks, still yeah, there, I think. Yeah. So, like, for my position, that is so – I had to go to fucking like, – well, I had a house with uh, – Kickers and punters should still be able to use balls, obviously. Obviously, because I had a field at the house. I, it was the reason why I bought the house that I was at. I like to work alone, and obviously you can work all year whenever there's weather and you have your own field. But, like, going to a local high school, which some guys have to do, and then, you know, find, like, a significant other – or hopefully somebody to shag the balls for you while people are just on the track in like soccer practices happening. It's like, the fuck am I doing? I'm in the NFL. I yeah. can't. It was it was just a wild thing to happen. So I was lucky, but I went and worked out with a couple guys, and I was like, where are we going? They're like, oh, we're going to the school right, right over here. Whatever. It's like they have a full field. They're like, one upright is up right now on one side, and then they have a whole thing. Is there other people on the field? Yeah, we'll be actually in between two different groups of pickup soccer. So I was punting over a group of pickup soccer players. And then to get the balls, obviously, we got to go get them all. But they were bouncing into the into the game. It was a full. I'm like, what the fuck? And the NFL is protecting me. Okay, they're, they're protecting me by not allowing any balls. That was an interesting decision that was made. But OTAs, did you go to them? What do you, I think the camaraderie is the biggest thing that comes from it. But obviously, I guess there's some shit to learn as well. I might be misreading it all. Oh, yeah, you know, I went to OTAs because I had deals done into OTAs. But this could mean that it, this could mean that he's on the way to getting a d- deal done or it could mean, hey, I'm going to wait to come when I want to come. You know what I mean? Some guys um, get franchised because the organization is trying to work out a, a deal and just haven't had the time to hash through the whole deal. You get what I'm saying? So I don't think this a, a emergency look or nothing to be cautious about with Saquon, because this happens all the time. Congrats to Saquon, too. Yeah. Boy, Saquon. Live your life, Saquon. Voluntary, too. Technically, this is all voluntary. voluntary. Not every- technically. It is definitely voluntarily, yeah. and that gets forgotten a lot whenever people are talked about. They post. I think it was maybe NFL Instagram. They posted a video of him today hitting a fucking maybe 800-yard drive, just piping it down Saquon? the center. Oh, yeah. What was he wearing? Like those uh, short? Did he have shorts? Oh, no. Up? Full golf attire. Looked nice. awesome. The legs, though, you know, we wonder if he's working out anymore. Yeah, they were. Saquon might come in big. bad shape, you know, if he doesn't do these first couple weeks of OTAs. Saquon might just become a full sloth. He might. Oh. Yeah, might lose all his muscles. Going into a contract year, fuck it. Oh, my God. Voluntarily just missing those voluntary practices. Oh, I want to have this Twinkie. Oh, he's lazy, care. fat. That's right. <laughs> That's what people would say. Like, Speaking for of. sure. Those are things that used to get said. About people, and it's like now it's like getting your play, getting your playbook. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, you, if someone's doing anything other yeah. than showing a video of them watching another iPad of film or something, hey, crazy. Speaking of, we got our answer yesterday. I just, you know, he's healthy. He just doesn't feel like himself. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, no. Let's not address. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Because I'm, I'm kind of watching that. I don't like the people that are around him. Okay. People that are around him. Need to remind some people who they are every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're an alien, bro. You are one of one. <laughs> one of one. You are more explosive than any human that has ever been your size before. 
You are a rebounding monster. You understand basketball well. Your jumper is good. Like those positive affirmations that can come from a family member, a friend, somebody on the team that can change an entire mindset before you get down into the dumps. Seems like it happens a little bit more nowadays. And obviously when people on the internet are just calling you a fatso, that could be tough. I'm not wrong. But I think it all leads back to Zion playing basketball good and realizing that he's still Zion Williamson. But to do that at the professional level, he's going to have to get in much better shape, and then he's going to get a chance to realize he's still fucking Zion Williamson. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard from the interview is like he has forgotten who he is because he hasn't played basketball in so long. It's like, yo, let's get back into shape. Let's start living a positive life, and then you'll be reminded quickly of who you are Kind of scary to think about that this could take place, though, and derail an entire career. Yeah, I hope it's not the case, but it seems it sounds like he's broken, and who knows how long it'll take. But like you mentioned, too, like especially after a guy gets $190 million, if he's got a bunch of people around him who are just enjoying the fruits of his labor, like, are they going to fucking say anything? Like, hey, we need you to get back out. It's like, guess what? He's still getting paid, you know? Like, let's see how long this gravy train can run, and then maybe it gets real in a couple years when he ha- still hasn't played, and they're talking about how you know oh, we may never see Zion play again. And those people are going to be out of his life by then. Hopefully. And then he's going to have to do full. And we don't know who's around him. And obviously mental health is a very real thing that we know a lot more about now. But it's like we need people to be telling Zion the same thing. The reason why we ask Shams every time we talk to Shams about Zion, and he hasn't played really, no, is because like – Zion was a once in a generation type yeah. human well, that we all that we all kind of saw coming, and it's a shame that we've gotten to the point where it seems like he has forgotten that whole thing. And I hope it doesn't get too late. Let's get him back in there. Let's get him back in the gym. Let's get him feeling good. Let's get him back on the court. Yes, because once he gets back on the court, he'll quickly realize like. Oh, I've been watching a lot of people who are really good at basketball. And he probably could start saying, oh, I can't do what that guy can do. I can't do what that guy can do. Oh, I'm not able to do this. It's like, Zion, you do something that none of these people can mm-hmm. do. And you got to remember that. I think it happened with Shaq Leonard last year. Bingo. Yeah. Was Zaire Frank? Yep. Uh, Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts, he was on the sideline because he was hurt. Brand new defense was instilled. Zaire Franklin, who's a great player, was playing in his position in his brand new defense because he had this injury. And he could clearly hear in the answers that Shaq was giving, like, this guy has forgotten who he is. Yeah. This guy's forgotten that he's a player. And then when he would get on the field, it was like very apparent. Like, hey, this is a different guy. He doesn't have the moxie, doesn't have the swag, doesn't have the trust in himself that he had. That's a big-time game that has to take place. And I, I just want people to be reminded of who the fuck they are because we all have faith in them. It's like we hope they can somehow have faith in themselves. It's a tough thing to find, though, once you lose it. Yeah, you can't lose it. Like, the greats don't lose it. Special ones don't lose it. I understand what you're saying, but you don't lose it. It's just like the love for the game. Either you got it or you don't got it. From that interview right there, I don't know, Pat. Oh, my God. You already got all of New Orleans mad. There's no reason for you to. I don't know. (laughs) That love it thing. It It was nothing about that interview that had any hunger, that had any love, passion, attitude. That shit was weak. It was. It was, it, it was weak. It was a cookie eight, cutter interview. Um, my nephew would have did a better interview than that. AJ, did you see what he's talking about? This Zion uh, press conference oh, yeah. he gave. Everybody's takeaway was like, 
Man, Zion has lost confidence completely in yeah. himself. That's a shame, bro. But you could see how tell him someone should tell him, hey, Zion, we're a lot better basketball team with you on the court, bud. Like right. so I know you may feel like you're interrupting the flow or these games mean a lot. You don't want to come in there and feel like you're hesitating because of this injury. But even if you do hesitate a little bit, you'll you gotta get out there at some point and work through that. And we're way better with you, and you're awesome. So come on back, bud. Yeah, it's okay to tell people that, awesome. remind people that. Now, Pac-Man never woke up and felt slower. Correct. That's right? true. Yeah. Every single day he woke up, he Sore. felt fast. That's what corners have to have, though. That is a part of the position. Yeah. Like, you have to have unflappable confidence that you're going to be able to make the next play. Yeah, and I'm going to talk shit whether I win or lose. And I'm going to feel that I'm the best whether I fucking win or lose because I feel that way. And you have to yeah. at that particular position. Like, I feel still that Connor is shitty as hell. <laughs> In pickleball, but sure. he did win the last two games. Sure, two games, three, right? You three games. Two. It doesn't matter. Five. Fucking two games. I'm not. Five I'm games. not keeping count. But to the, he got you a, a diamond thing. Well, though. kind of. But he, to his point about the whole uh, Zion thing, like losing it as a being like that great mentality, just happened with Ben Simmons. Like this has yes. been Ben Simmons' career the last three years. He came in and everyone was like, "This but, is the next LeBron." He's six ten and he plays point guard. And then it just kind of fell off after he got a max contract. Hey, you got to keep your chickens in line and your mentals. Okay, mm-hmm. and we just need Zion to keep both of those in control, and let's get the mental back to a spot where Zion is reminded of who the fuck he is. AJ, you're a dog. Go talk to, go talk to Miley Cyrus. I tell my kids all the time, man. Like. You ever see you see the confidence Miley Cyrus has in everything she does? Like yeah. she looks like she has not one insecurity. She doesn't care about everything. I'm sure she has real feelings and emotions, but she puts herself out there, man. And I, I respect it. She's a rock star. Yeah. 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 You don't yeah. care. Miley's a rock wherever, star. Wherever she is, like rock. she is gonna be her, I feel like when I watch from afar. I'm a fan, but like I sh- I tell my kids and my daughter, I'm like you own the, like you you own the thing. If you're going to the court, the field, whatever, it's your field. It's your court. Act as if we need Zion to start doing it. Mm-hmm. You're a professional. You're a dog, pal. Yeah. Don't ever forget it again. We hope. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Tomorrow's a big one. Huge. Huge. Tomorrow's a big one. Last one of the week. That's Huge. right. And, you know, the last show for Nick before he has a piece of uh, jewelry to oh. his entire right. And as he's finger-fucking all those audio, he's going to have a ring. Oh, yeah. Bingo. It's going to change a lot. Boom, of boom, bang. Doing this a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get in here early Monday, get some reps on the board Shit. with the. Uh, well, especially smart. with, with how Italian this wedding's gonna be. Oh, his yeah. pinky ring's gonna be smacking off mm-hmm. his wedding ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full on. Yeah, sorry everything. if you hear some clanking back here. It's just all my gold. <laughs> hell yeah, makes sense. Last one tomorrow, single Nick. Wow, holy hell, single Nick Whoa. Thursday. That's what it'll be. Well, not married Nick, Thursday. You get it. Bad. Uh, uh, not wifed up, Nick. Boom. Boom. Well, but he kind of is. Yeah. yeah. No wedding band, Nick. There it there is. There it is. Yeah. Naked ass ring finger, Nick. Never mm-hmm. not. Last Nick. one. That was a great one too. He always is that until he gets married. Yeah. Now he's no longer Nick. Right. Really. Wow. Nicholas. <laughs> we gotta start calling. Nick. Proud of you, Nicholas. Or Frank. Thanks, Congrats, boys. Nick. Thanks, boys. Hey, Franklin Nicholas. Proud of you, pal. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see Big Frank. Yeah, that'll be nice. How about Big Pat too? Beast, pump for his speech. Can't, is he speaking? That's I think so. I don't know. Oh yeah, has to, has to. Dad, oh, yeah. and the, father of the bride. Tradition. Yeah, he's awesome. Father of the bride's awesome. AJ, you don't know this because you're not coming and you didn't come to the batch party. Prick. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll send you. What your about best. it? No, really, really, no, we'll really, send your best. No, no. Nice. really nice gift. All right, AJ. Hat. We'll see you tomorrow at uh, Nick's Ring Fingers last naked Thursday. That's right. <laughs> 
Nice. Show. Nice. Should be a good one. You all are the best people <laughs> on earth. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Zion, I think, is a great. Tells yeah, that. tweet yeah. at him. Just tell somebody. Yeah. You can nice. do it. Anybody you see, you can find something nice to say to them. Yes. Okay? And if you just say it to them and they no-sell you, they do nothing, later they're going to think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all it takes is one thing, AJ. All it takes is one thing. Like, hey, AJ, your home plate face looks spectacular today. Thank you very much. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Done. Just like that. That's all it takes. I feel better already. Pat. Pat. You look Pat, very you jocked. Look- you look super jocked, super tan. Your hair looks sweet today. Wow. Holy fuck, Good dude. Good job, AJ. Yeah. Your first one. I'm ready, I'm ready to run through a wall right now. I wasn't <laughs> a little bit ago, but now I'm jocked. Mm-hmm. Boom. Both physically and spiritually. Hell yeah. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. We're going to Chef Bo's. Goodbye.